Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Stephanie Wolfric, Natasha, Sophia, Goradica, Vance, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Brother, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out, hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. So if you've ever known rich kids in the Louisiana, New Orleans area, this movie hits too close to home and you don't like it. <laughs> body, 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 body. <laughs> <laughs> This is not my favorite Hurricane movie, which I believe is... Uh, Hurricane Heist? No. Oh, no. The, the, that's a ripoff of Hard Rain. The, v, the Christian Slater, Morgan Freeman masterpiece. Which means horror virgin and Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like watching scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, we all watched... Bodies, 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 bodies. So, this is the first time I had seen this movie. Have you guys seen it before? No. So, kind of. What? Uh, <laughs> Are you just going to say, because I've played Among Us, I have kind of seen this movie before? Uh, I mean, that, but also, Jake watched this on the plane to Europe, but my screen wasn't working. So, I was just kind of watching over his shoulder with no sound, trying to figure out what was going on. And to be honest, <laughs> pretty close. I figured. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I kind of nailed it. My lip reading skills on point. They do say like 90% of communication is visual, right? Like yeah. his body language, stuff like that. You know what I'm I saying? I think it's 80%. Bodies, 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 bodies language. Bodies, bodies, yes. bodies, I'm pretty bodies. sure it's like 93%, Mikey. It's like way up there. It's 104%. Yeah. We sound like that Linkin Park song. An 80% power of will. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, an energy drink commercial? Fuck off. No, there's a Lincoln Park song where they add up a bunch of statistics. No, I know. I'm familiar with the song. 4% pain, 8% orange juice. I'm pretty sure Mikey is just turning that song into someone's like, how to make a drink at a bar. Like, 20% <laughs> sangria. Okay, all right. I know a lot of people like this movie, so I want to be like, respect. Did you not like this movie? I really like the aesthetic of the movie. Okay. okay. I don't like watching dumb kids be dumb kids. And I don't know if that's because I'm old now, but like I totally immediately figured out. I was like, oh, Davidson, he's either faking his death and it's caused all this bullshit or it's like an act. Like I called it from the beginning and I was like, and these people are just so fucking mean to each other. And I will say like no other movies made me be like, I shouldn't date younger as much as this movie because that poor fucking guy if yeah. for nothing else then thank you bodies 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 yeah <laughs> thank you bodies 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 i empathize with that guy who's like i'm just gonna go upstairs and read now because i don't want to hang out with you kids <laughs> oh you mean the vet tech they murder in this movie who is so confused as to what the fuck is happening he had no idea that's exactly how i'm gonna die and that's <laughs> i think it would hit too close to home Here, here's what's terrible when they're breaking down why they think he's the murderer, I'm like, listen, they're not. I mean, they are wrong in this case, but like, 
they're not wrong. Well, they're <laughs> Paige, in the movie, they're if not you wrong. Had to they're choose. Saying, yeah, they're saying statistically, and he is the most He's likely person statistically, statistically to have done this. Him. Yeah. Until they were like, no, he's a vet tech. No, still as a vet tech, he is still, still more likely tech. statistically to just because he's a white man of his age. A white man of a certain age yes. group. At, technically, Pete Davidson was the most likely to kill everyone. And he did. He's the one who did it. Well, they're the one who did it. He killed a guy. That guy was accidentally himself. <laughs> right. Which uh, can I just say this really quick, Paige? I'm sorry to cut you off, but Mikey just said a, a sentence that is like, "What is wrong with me?" I'm just like accidentally myself sometimes. Gets <laughs> <laughs> me in trouble, and that is exactly what happens to Pete Davidson in this movie. I said he accidentally killed himself. He accidentally, accidentally. killed himself. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, because he was he accidentally was himself for a second. You shouldn't play with swords or <laughs> anything. <laughs> What I will say is the first time I saw this on the plane, when I was lip reading, I thought Sophie was killing everyone. I was convinced that that's what was happening. Well, because you couldn't hear the dialogue. Yeah, and I'm not entirely wrong, right? But when it re was revealed that Pete Davidson killed himself making a TikTok, I fell out. I thought that was one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. I laughed so hard. It was hard. really funny. I, it was just, I don't know. I don't know if I was in the headspace to watch people be really mean to each other. Cause I was like, it was fun to watch them accuse each other. And I was like, oh, it's like the game where like, it's not yeah. real, but they keep killing each other like Lord of the Flies. But they were just so extra mean to each other. I was just like, I don't want to watch people be extra mean to each other today. And I think that's why I didn't want to do it. I, I wasn't in a dark comedy space. I'll re I would recommend watching it again, knowing what you know about Pete Davidson. Because for me, on a second viewing, knowing what I, knowing what I know from the end, it's a lot more like Tucker and Dale to a degree where you're just like, fuck these asshole kids. <laughs> well, no, that's how I was. I was like, I hate every. Character. Yes, and isn't it great to see them stumble bumble their way into killing their entire friend group? I think you're like, supposed to not like any of the characters on some I level. I think B is the only person you're supposed to really like. Yeah, everyone else is very much positioned as, in the movie as like the very wealthy, like terrible people. So there is like a, a like a class statement in this movie too on some level. 100%. But I mean, I, I would say that's not the focus of the movie, but there's they're making that statement with it too. Maybe yeah. it was just too close to work. I don't know. To just come up on like really personal arguments that are that serious like is like a work thing for me. And I'm just like, because you'll be like, hey, everybody, what's going on? And they'll be like, and you use Coke around me when I'm trying to be clean. And I'm like... That's a lot to unpack really quickly here. <laughs> That's uh, fair, let's though. Separate. That's facts. You know, yeah. like, like when she came at them with that, even though we know that she'd already mm -hmm. relapsed at that point, but there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you you had coke out everywhere. And her argument that like, it was, it's not a problem when you do it, but suddenly when I did it, it was a problem. And they were like, your coke problem was more serious. And she's like, then why are you still doing it? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I really like the direction and like the visual style. I, I really loved the, all that. Oh yeah. Very but cool. It's, it's just, it reminded me of people I went to college with in a way that was like not healthy for me as a person. I will say one of the things that I wish we got in this movie from a visual standpoint is a better establishing layout of the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all over the place, man. It's all over the place and you can't really tell where people are and it makes it confusing and, and it, it's kind of disconcerting because you don't really know where people are and you don't know who's where. I feel like part of the reason they did that is because of the ending, because 
it really puts you in a mode of like, it could be fucking anybody. I don't know yeah. who the fuck is where. I don't know what the fuck is happening. And I think if you were doing a more straightforward whodunit, you'd probably have a little bit more of a mm-hmm. layout of where. Because it took me, and this is on a second viewing, halfway through the movie to realize there's two sets of stairs. And that's how B is getting places faster than other people. Okay. okay. I didn't even think about it. Because she's just going up the other set of stairs. I was thinking about like work stuff because I was like, oh my God, the consequences of this are just so bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, like to just walk up on a scene and be like, we all accidentally killed each other last night, but on purpose, I'd be like, this is so bad. I mean, they're probably going to go to jail, right? There's going to be some sort of legal fallout from this. Yes. I honestly don't know what it is, though. I have no idea. Todd, my my thinking the first time I watched this, before I knew what the ending was, I thought for sure that if Sophie wasn't responsible for all the deaths, she was definitely responsible for some of them. And in order to cover it up, she was going to shoot B and frame somebody else for it with the gun sure. and pretend to be a survivor. Yeah. Which would have been a cool ending. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I sort of love, like you were saying, Paige, I love the ending of this movie. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> it cracks me up. I find it so funny. Oh, I love the, the TikTok stuff was the funniest damn joke ever. I was sad because they went for like such gut punching stuff with the girl. Like, check her text. We d- I actually, she did cheat on you with me before. And that's like the last words. Of the other. And I'm like, so she really did cheat. Well, they, you already know. Because, like, B has already, at that point, been out to the car and found the underwear. So she knows. Yeah. So when she asks Sophie, and Sophie's like, no, I would never do that to you, that's when she gets scared of her because she's like, yeah, I think you did kill Emma. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the horror of this movie starts when some person says they love you in six weeks. Okay, I got to jump into it because I was in a position like this a couple months back. Have you ever been on a group outing or trip with somebody where someone brings a significant other that's too new of a relationship to be bringing them to the thing? Yes, yes. Okay, because I went to Vegas for a wedding with uh, my gay bestie of like 10 years. And one of the other girls there brought her girlfriend who had moved in and they had known each other less than two months like moved into her house moved in and brought her to this wedding that only had like six people at it and it was very clear that they were in like new relationship realm and not completely ignoring the like just wide chasm of red flags in front of them and (laughs) we got back from the trip and literally weeks later like two weeks later my friend calls me and is like, can you believe they broke up? And I was like, absolutely. Yes. What I can't believe is that she brought her to the trip. Like, what? I had a girl break up. We were supposed to take a trip to New Orleans. And I had a girl break up like a week before the trip. And we had already paid for everything. And it was with oh god, Chris and Maddie and all of that. Like, we had a group trip. So I had to call the hotel and be like... Yo, she broke up with me and they're like, we won't f- fine you anything. We'll just refund everything. And I was, it was a, the hotel was cool about it. That's a better choice than bringing someone you met two weeks before on a trip with like friends. Yeah. Everyone's meeting that person for the first time. And there's some trips that are better for that than others. Like Yeah, like a trip to a bar. Well, or <laughs> let's say you're in a, in a situation where everyone is bringing significant others that not everyone else knows, right? Yeah, Cheesecake Factory is the optimum place for that to happen. Yeah. You know, where like they are going to have new people to talk to and they're not the odd person out. That's a better situation. The version of this that she does is like bringing this one person that no one knows that she's only known for two weeks, making everyone have to like learn and meet this person for the first time. 
And then Sophie kind of does the same, although at least it's six weeks instead of two weeks. That's not much better. But they, not much also, better. they punch the dude in the face, which I think is a very strong indicator well, of. Well, Pete Davidson is is a bad person in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I got to be honest with you. When I saw A24 and Pete Davidson at the beginning of this movie, like in the title credits, I was like, fuck, it's going to be a slow burn with Pete Davidson. Like, I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> Wait, did I accidentally click on the King of Staten Island? <laughs> which I like that. I like that movie. But I, my, my only other Pete Davidson experience was meet cute on romancing the pod and i hated that movie oh yeah that movie but not because of him though yeah <laughs> it's not his fault it's the people who wrote it thinking it was romantic and not a horror <laughs> film he was a victim of like abuse yeah he was a victim of abuse in that movie. yeah yeah but you know a24 is sort of known for their slow burn movies i was not expecting it to be what we got And there were some super scary moments in this for me. Like, I don't do well with, like, movies that rely on, like, flashlight lighting. You know, like, dark spaces, quick turns, flashlights. Like, that shit makes me so nervous. I fucking hate it so much. Really? I wasn't nervous this film. There were a lot of moments that, like, got me. But not, like, super bad got me. They're not, like, full-on jump scares. But, like, when Pete Davidson bumps into the door or when they um, scare Lee Pace when he's on, like, the squash court or whatever the fuck he's lying on with his light mask. Like, those moments sort of scare me because they're, like, jumpy a little bit. But the movie as a whole I thought was very funny. Like, I sort of dug it i wouldn't watch it again just because of the scary moments but i really dug it like i thought it was a good funny movie Uh, i'll burn a fun fact and there are not a ton of fun facts out there so unfortunately fun facts will be a little shorter today it's a newer movie just because this is still a a newer movie yeah but one fun fact that kept coming up that i do find really interesting is that the cast was responsible for their own lighting in this movie and had to hit their lighting marks on cue because otherwise it doesn't work, which is incredibly tough to do while you're also acting to be like, we need you to get this beam of a flashlight right here. Yeah. Like from a filmmaking standpoint, that's so difficult to do. Um, But that's how this movie is filmed. And each person's light represents something about them. So we'll talk about it as we go through. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. But man, knowing that, like knowing that they had to like between the actor and the cinematographer or whoever's like actually controlling the camera. Sometimes it is a cinematographer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it's, I think they do have a cinematographer on this one. Yeah. yeah. So either way, like they have to be so in sync that you have to rehearse that. You know, yeah. it's not something you can like nail just by reading a script and doing it. You know what I'm saying? For a movie that sounds like the chorus of an LMFAO song, like I enjoyed it way more than an LMFAO song. That's true. I, I mean, it definitely is the chorus of a Megan the Stallion song. Oh, is it? Body yaddy 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 yaddy. I've never heard a Megan the Stallion song ever in my life. Missing out. Really? I'm not saying I'm not missing out. I just don't listen to much music anymore. This coming from someone who literally has to go play a show tonight. Well, this is coming from somebody who made an LMFAO reference when that band has been broken up for over a decade. <laughs> What's another LMFAO type band that's still around? There isn't one. That kind of music died with them. Yeah, I mean, like that was the peak of music. I mean, yeah. It's all been downhill since LMFAO. I do, though fucking love the soundtrack of this movie the the soundtrack of this movie is exactly exactly the shit that i listen to in my car alone (laughs) where i'm just like damn right daddy vibes (laughs) like like i like i I am some sort of you know i loved i loved everything about the movie except the kids and i i feel like i'm shaking my old man at the sky moment i was just like i hate kids (laughs) (laughs) but you're not supposed to like them like they're rich spoiled people no because i pictured myself 
showing up with police the next day and being like, what the fuck? See, I'm picturing myself showing up with police the next day and being like, what the fuck? You guys are idiots. No, I would, but like, it's so much paperwork. That's so much. Yeah, I mean, for sure. A lot of I mean, like, I'm like, you just ruined each other's lives and killed five people for no reason. You guys. For no reason? And we're extra mean about it, too. And here's the thing. I'm not a person who likes nihilistic endings, and this kind of is one. Because it basically is just like, you killed all your friends for no reason. But something about that and the way it's set up still makes me laugh. It is still tickling me now 12 hours later yeah i love it i think i love the reveal of what lee pace's job is more than i love oh. the ending i mean as oh, far as like that also joke, made me laugh yes. so that hard it was so fucking funny oh that and that girl who was like i'm my parents are poor and they're like they teach at a university and it's like a public, it's public. one yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god yeah that was jordan i think who said that yeah that was but that's why they were like i mean we might be rich rich but you're still like upper middle class like you don't understand yeah. what being poor is and that's that's like coming from someone who's way richer than that person she's talking to. But like, I don't know. It was funny to me. Can we, should we wait until it's introduced in the story or should we talk about the podcaster now? Let's talk about the podcaster now. And I'll say, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that actress in anything. She fucking crushed this movie. She's so good. She, I, she was my favorite. She was my favorite in the film. One, I liked her lighting. I liked, I liked all the like the the glow sticks and yeah. stuff. So, fun fact, the reason she has glow sticks is because she likes to be the center of attention. So that's why that's her light source. Well, that that pretty much sums up why I liked her the most. Okay, that, that checks out <laughs> with my type. Yeah. Well, Mikey's super into ladies that suck up all the oxygen in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that going well. Uh Mm -hmm, mm Uh-huh. She'd love it if I told her I loved her in two weeks or six weeks. I mean, she's already dating somebody your age. And admittedly, it is Lee Pace. And I don't understand the Lee Pace thirst. You don't? You saw him in this movie. Dude's handsome as fuck. Does nothing for me. He's a tall, shouldery, sexy dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's what makes him charming because he's like, whatever, man. I, I mean, and here's the thing. He's been working for fucking ever. Yeah. And people have been thirsting after him. For fucking ever. And I think it's one of those things. I feel similarly about Matthew Gray Gubbler. Where I'm like. I don't get that one either. (laughs) Where I'm like. Also has been working for like 20 years. Has a very thirsty fan base. And I'm just like. Good for you guys. I don't see it. But good for you. No I get it. Some people find me attractive. And I'm like. I don't get it. (laughs) Same Mikey. I get that. Yeah. Wait me? Really? All right. All right. Sucks for you, I guess. No accounting for taste. You know. What <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. There's also Lee Pace has a very, very active gay fan base too. Where yeah, he's a handsome man. There's always like, is he? Oh, like is he gay or not? I, I don't know. I mean, I, he, but he yeah. is a handsome dude. Like, I get it. I know a lot of ladies responded to our social posts about us doing this movie with exactly that. Lee Pace is their thing, and I, I get it. He's a hot dude. Oh, he's bi. I, I say bi. He is uh, says that he he has dated both men and women, but he's currently married to a man. Oh, cool. But good for him. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Missed your shot. I mean, I'm not gay, but like I can admit a man's attractive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, if Lee Pace walked up to you in a grocery store and was like, try these grapes, you'd be like, please murder me, right? No, I'd be like, I don't like grapes. It's a texture thing, Lee. Would you like to go get some coffee? Yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> I probably would be like, hey, would you want to be on our podcast? Oh, absolutely. Because I am probably a lot more like Alice in this movie than I care to admit. 
What's the name? What's the name of her podcast? Hanging out with your smartest, funniest friend. That's right. Is the name. <laughs> is the name of her I podcast. So much when people talked about the podcast. Uh, dude, when uh. she's like, it takes a lot of work and it takes a long time to build a following. Yes. I was like, you have to build a following. This like hurts me in a very specific way. It's Todd. <laughs> she's, she's channeling Todd in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm pretty sure I've yelled this at people just like this. Same. <laughs> Not me. I'm just like, I want a podcast. I don't know like how big it is or what we do. or what. I just show up, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. we do know, Mikey. We do know. <laughs> Somebody's got to play it cool. <laughs> That's how we got friends with Paige. You were talking like this, but I was like, cool, they had ditties with him. Paige and Armando. Mikey is the networking arm of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm too busy making it go. Yeah, sure. I'm too busy, quote unquote, <laughs> managing the Google Calendar, which we don't have one. But like when she was yelling about the Google Calendar, when she like, brought that up, yeah. I was like, God damn it, we still we, haven't gotten that fucking Google Calendar. And we talked about it before, and I was like, we need that Google Calendar. I was just like, we've talked about the Google Calendar so many times. <laughs> she seems more type A. Like we, we, yeah. I thought it was very funny that we we hear about her podcast a couple times. We don't know what kind of podcast it is or what it's about. And I was kind of like trying to guess the whole time because this is one of the things I missed on a first watch through. I also did this. This is how I process the podcast. Yeah, Since yeah, it yeah. Is hanging out with your smartest. What is it? Funniest, funniest friend. Funniest friend. I think friend. she just yeah. interviews different friends of hers so every too. week. Paige, there is no way that podcast is listenable, right? No, I'm sure that podcast is terrible. Okay. Did it make you think, are there friends of ours who listen to this pod, hate listen to this, these podcasts that we I'm make? sure there are. Good I know them. there are. <laughs> what I think happens more often than not is that I, I have a bunch of friends who don't listen to this podcast and don't interact with it at all on inter, on the internet. And so they don't realize it's a big deal. So like I was on a friend's podcast and he posted on Instagram and the next day he was like, this is like 14,000 watches. Like what is happening? And I was like, Oh, sorry, bro. I should have like warned you or whatever. And he's like, we normally get 200. Like what is happening? He like, it's been a very crazy week for him. Have you had, okay, this is what I've had. Cause I play it cool with the podcast scene. You know what I'm saying? I do it too. Like in public and at work or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're like, I have a podcast and it's got this amount of listens. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. And then you like throw out your number and you're like, they're like, no way. They like, don't even believe you. And I'm like, well, see those interactions tend to go differently for me. Cause I don't bring it up initially. They bring it up. They come at me. Like, yes. they're like I've had many people come at me and be like, do you guys, get like a hundred a week and it's like we get a hundred a minute on launch day bro <laughs> like, which means nothing you out there need to understand that all of this is all bu- that's all bullshit yeah, <laughs> like, it is all bullshit and i'm glad we have a successful show or whatever yeah but i mean like i don't throw it out at people to attack them but like being attacked well, and also like 99 percent of those people will quit their own show within weeks of telling you those numbers yeah. like statistically it's super rare to have a long-running podcast. It's super common to have or have had a podcast. I can't help that episode 38 on Horror Virgin led to like just increased growth from then on that after. I mean, you could argue it was 123, but whatever. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong. It is so much work to run a show. And Todd does most of the work on this show. I just want to say this really quick. If you're looking to go back to the beginning of Mikey's run on the horror virgin you're gonna have to go way earlier than episode 38 it's hilarious to me he doesn't know what his first episode was yeah weren't you on 15 no No. i think it's like it's it's in the 30s 
I'm confident. I'm gonna guess right now, and I'm looking right now. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think it's tw- I think it's 27. I'll check. Okay. Gra- Grave Encounters. 38 might be when I came on full time. Damn it! It was 26. 26. The thing though is my first full time episode. That, that is, is true. true. The first the thing episode. That I think that's 38. It's 34. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't give Armando a mic until episode 15 of Cult Podcast Podcast, but his first actual episode was technically 11 with him shouting towards our mics which is why most podcasts suck because they last for three months and the person who's doing them quits before they learn how to do it well the reason i think if you go back to like the the first horror virgin the audio quality is not nearly as good as it is now it's like not nearly as good as the podcast is in this iteration of it right and i don't even mean hosts i mean like Formatting, production, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I learned so much over that time. Todd's a masochist, is what it is. Yeah. Like a normal person would have quit by now. But Todd yeah, is a masochist. Absolutely. Uh, Fuck. I'm a workaholic, guys. It just it <laughs> takes it takes a long time to get into a groove, get very good at it, and collect an audience. Like she's not wrong. No. Everything she says is completely accurate. Yeah. Which is why it's so funny. When she introduced what her podcast was. That it was hanging out with your smartest, funniest friend. I was like, this is every podcast consultation I have ever taken. Yep. Is this podcast and then me advising people not to make that podcast. And do they listen? No. Have any of them gone beyond 10 episodes? Also, no. Also, no. Paige, I can't tell you how many times people will reach out and be like, hey, I'll pay you to consult for my podcast. Like yeah. for my like business, like they do it for their yes. job sort of podcast. And I'm like, yep. you should not do that podcast <laughs> yep. ever. Like, don't even pay me. I, don't do that. So every podcast pitch to you is like, I just want to talk about my life and my interesting stories and talk to my friends. And I'm like, unless you are famous, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Yes. This is. I've told people this so many times. And like us three are super interesting. We have interesting jobs. We have interesting stories. We have super interesting friends. None of our podcasts would do well like that. Nobody's no. podcast does no. well like that. We might be able to do that podcast now five years into a way more successful podcast and only because we have a built audience exactly i'll say this i always end those consultations where i'm like please don't do this podcast with this i always say yes listen i think it's awesome that you want to put yourself out in the world i think everyone should do that i think this premise for a podcast would not be successful because of xyz right whatever i usually try to pitch an alternate version of it i do too yeah like when people ask about like our podcast i'm just like it's really easy because each episode is a movie which is like yes. it's yeah. a whole topic exactly it's a whole discussion it's important to have like a format that people can like latch on to that you have like here's what we're doing in yes. a week we need to get out of this and into the movie though because like we, we do we dove way too deep on <laughs> how to make a podcast grandpa mikey <laughs> is here and he don't like any of these damn kids well you're not supposed <laughs> to like any of these damn kids but it made me not like the movie <laughs> Bodies, bodies, bodies should just be called Fuck Them Kids, and I'm here for it. (laughs) Well, let's get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. We open on two girls making out, one of them kissing with her eyes open, which is questionable. You've never done that, Paige? So you can, like, really freak them out when they stop kissing and open their eyes, and they're like, oh my god. Speaking of brand, kissing with their eyes open seems really taut on brand. You can't say speaking (laughs) of brand because we cut all the branding part out. Okay, well, brand is what person's known for and Todd's known for weird kissing. Actually, I hate when this gets brought up, but yeah, Natalie did say I I kiss in an interesting way. Is that what she said? Yes, interesting is the word that she kindly used because she didn't (laughs) want to break up with you, I think. That's her mistake. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, one could argue. <laughs> if someone doesn't close their eyes and doesn't use tongue at all, like that's the double whammy. Wait, I who, think there's some tongue going yeah, on there's here. There's definitely some tongue going on. Oh, wait, are we talking about the movie? No, I'm talking about in life. I've kissed a couple of people who never use tongue, and that also weirded me out. But if you added in them never closing their eyes and not using tongue, I would hate it in a way that makes me really uncomfortable. I am concerned <laughs> for the stability of people who leave their eyes open. And that is a bias that is maybe not great. They're scared of the dark page. Yeah, I have done that once as a joke, and it didn't go well, and I've never done it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I'm like, what are you going to see? Listen, I love it when the person I'm with is a little out of focus and our noses are touching right <laughs> anyway they stop kissing one of them goes off to use the bathroom in the forest and then she comes back and they kind of lay down and sophie we'll find out this is sophie and b yeah sophie says i love you you don't have to say it back i just love you first of all only six weeks in yeah second of all the amount of bug bites oh. that would be going on in this scene. Oh. This is what started bothering me the most. Because if you've ever attempted this. In the South, like Bayou South, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. And this is either Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, or Florida. Like this is not good. I have deliberately not attempted this for that exact reason. Yeah. Because I'm just like, imagine the bucks. Oh, I've done this. Ugh. I once, after a date, we had wine and a blanket in like a field by like a lake and we had sexy times. And then the next day. You were covered in bites. Covered in bug bites in a way where I was uncomfortable <laughs> for like four weeks. That's what, <laughs> that's what growing up teaches you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember pitching something like this to Jake when we were still dating. I was like. Let's go out and like look at the stars and like the bed of your truck or whatever. And he was like, I am sorry to ruin this for you. <laughs> He's like, you'd be eaten alive. Like, yeah. You cannot do all the bug spray in the world wouldn't help you. <laughs> but knowing what we know about Sophie, this is extra fucked up. Yeah. That she's just like, by the way, I love you. You don't have to say it back, but I love you, which is Sophie's not a good person. I know no nobody else in the movie is either. But like this struck me, especially on a repeat viewing. I was like, dark. Yeah. Yes. This comes immediately after like the A24 logo. So I was like, yeah. oh, man, B's about to get sacrificed to some deity at this like, like <laughs> at this like ritual thing. Like that's where my mind went. They immediately. do other movies besides horror movies. They, they do. And they're really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's got a fatal disease. <laughs> like, that's usually how their love stories go. For, for love stories. Anyway, we cut to them in the car texting separately. And B is clearly kind of nervous. And Sophie is like, hey, they're going to love you. Like she even at one point, she's like, Jordan's going to love you, which is a crazy thing to say, given yeah. like, you know. Because their history page. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Their history. And by history, we mean a day before. Yeah. And then she just cheated on her. Yeah. Well, that's what Paige is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, they, they did have, like, a relationship. They broke up. But she did fuck her the day before this the movie starts. The day before. In the car where they're presently sitting. <laughs> the, the day before saying, I love you. Like, it's an, it's incredibly yes. emotionally manipulative, really. Oh, yeah. Some might call it love bombing. This is kind of love bombing. No, it like, is. It absolutely for, for is. For real. Like, she is really doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But if I was 
Pete Davidson's character in this movie, I'd be like, love bombing isn't a thing and you're a bitch for saying it or something like that. Like, <laughs> Pete Davidson's character is the worst. Okay, I have to tell a funny story. I can't imagine what story is going to come after that. I was, you know, I'm a very complimentary person. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yes, you are, Mikey. And like, we were on, I was on a first date a few weeks ago and they're like, are you love bombing me? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I said you like look nice. I mean, maybe they just listen to the podcast and they know that you're mean to me all the time. I don't think so. I pretty much hide that I podcast from everyone in my life. I do too, Mikey. I did tell someone who asked me. They were like, I don't know if Mikey's hitting on me or just being nice. And I like read the text. I was like, that's just Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think. I just, just, I'm a really nice, I'm like, good for you, girl. He's a nice guy. <laughs> But, I know who you're talking but about. But I do say that sometimes <laughs> I think you I think you think that you're just like complimenting people and they're just going to take it and there's nothing tied to it. Yeah. But I think people receive those compliments and they're like, what the fuck did he mean by that? Because people don't normally do that, Mikey. Well, I guess I won't tell anybody, hey, nice thirst trap. <laughs> 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 is that the message? Is that what it was, Mikey? <laughs> Mikey is nodding and laughing. Yes, it's got to be Andrea because I was like, "Hey, Andrea, like, go for it, girl." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what I she told was her. Like, I don't know, and she's like, "I don't, I, I don't want to like make it weird." And I was like, "No, I think that's just Mikey." One of the things I said, I was like, "You go get it." <laughs> she was like, "He keeps calling me hot, and I think he's just being nice." And I was like, "He's just being nice. Not that yeah. you're not. Like you are for sure, but like not that this is the same situation that Andrea is going through. But usually, when guys text her that, <laughs> it is followed by <laughs> like, yeah, I sent her a dick pic next or anything. I was like, "Girl, you posted a pic. You posted a thirst trap. You look hot. Go get." you some dick go for it i live too far I, away i i know but i feel like you should start following it up with go get you some dick and she'd be like okay this is clearly a friend thing i think i said that to her like a different day i was like have you really not attracted some dick with these pics yet i guess maybe because i'm so physically far away i was just like you look hot go fucking get it like to my mind physical separation is like yeah, you're geographically undesirable, right? Yeah. Well, I also thought about it. And I was like, there's no way Mikey would do that. Like, this would be too weird for Mikey to do, to legitimately do. And I was like, this must be a misunderstanding. And I was like, no, that's he's just being Mikey. She's a good looking girl. You post a yeah. picture in a short leather skirt. I'm yeah. going to be like, good for Mikey. you. <laughs> I used to heckle Blaine about his thirst traps all the yeah. time. It was and one of my favorite should. things to do. Yeah. You know what? Instagram put that fire reaction for a reason. And that's all. I'm just like, fire reaction? I'm like, go get it. Go get go it. Go get you some dick. Yeah. I have friends that broke up last year, and I'm still friends with like both of the people in the former couple. And this is going to sound insane. I will DM the guy from that couple. But I won't DM the girl from that couple because I'm afraid that yeah. it might be seen that way, right? Yeah. And, like, they're both going on their, like, you know, improving themselves, like, post-breakup sort of discovery time. And it's great. Like, and I, I, yeah. I, but I will respond to the guy, but not the girl in the couple. And I feel bad about that. But, like, I don't want her thinking I'm hitting on her. I always get in trouble because I'm really outgoing. Me too. And right. I'm, I'm a little bit flirty. I think it's just that we're silly. I'm complimentary. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yes. And like, same. And it gets me in trouble. And I'm also single. So yeah, be, when I'm dating someone, 
I have to reel that in because I've gotten in trouble in the past. Like, okay. Exactly. You cannot fly compliments out at other people when you're dating someone. You know? That right there is ultimately why I don't message the woman in that couple. Yeah. I'm going to start using that fire emoji on every one of her stories now, though. Just, to like, <laughs> just like whether she's in it or not. Pick a new one. Pick a different emoji. Set yourself apart from the pack. Hard eyes emojis. Hard eyes emoji, Mikey. That's worse. Yeah. M- Mikey, hard eyes is the most confusing emoji. That's why you should not read feelings off emojis, people. <laughs> That's what they mean. It's called emoji. <laughs> the E from emoji is emotion. What are we doing? <laughs> There's a cultural understanding of of the level of emotions tied to those emojis. I do feel like I'm telling my granddad about what Instagram is right now. So like <laughs> I do feel like Mikey is living in the lane of like these young kids. They don't have a good emoji. It's like, hey, I think you're really pretty. Go for it. You know, that, that emoji doesn't exist, you know? Mikey, 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 Mikey. You got to use the dancing ladies. I'm not going into the emojis to... It's got to be one of the six ones you can just click. It's all about user interface. It's all about intuitiveness and ease of use. Fully one third of all emojis you can react to send like, I want you more than friends levels. And that's just the default ones. You got laugh crying, sad, clap, surprise. Clap. Go with clap. Heart face. No, because then she's going to think he wants to give her the clap. Mm-hmm. Are you want to clap those cheeks? Cla- I send clap all the time where I'm just like, yes, bitch. Yes. Yeah. Or I send praise hands a lot. Well, clapping's become like clapping cheeks. The, no, Mikey. That's the peach emoji. I can't believe you don't know this. I can. He's like the grandpa. We're talking about emojis. Yeah. My dad knows how to use TikTok, Mikey. <laughs> need to I catch don't up. have TikTok. I never downloaded TikTok. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. You didn't even know that the peach emoji was the one for clapping cheeks. I did know that because I once tried to sex a girl with just emojis. <laughs> and that was flirting. <laughs> what does he mean by dog, Ukraine flag, apple, and shoe? Get it, girl. He wants to destroy <laughs> you like Putin. Oof. I want to invade your territory that I think should be mine, but that there's like some, you know, there's a consent issue, but I want you to consent to me invading your territory. It's a consensual non consent thing. I want to annex your thymia, bitch. Thymia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want a shirt that says, I want to annex your thymia. I want to come across my bald sack C. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get back into this movie, guys. I love this, though. We should have a podcast that's just us because we're the smartest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I am. I'm just an idiot. I'm a big idiot. Here's the thing, though. If we had a podcast that was just us talking shit... It would just be like, here's a recap of the documentaries we watched. Yep, it would. Here's the TV shows that Paige is recommending to Todd and Mikey is <laughs> recommending to both of us yeah. that we will watch months later and then not admit it. Like, you know, <laughs> that's how it's going to work. That's what I, I am so seen by that comment. It's offensive when to I me. Do, when I do actually flirt or whatever, or like, I don't know if a girl's flirting with me because I've been in that situation too. I have to do like that. I have to be like, hey, for, for, for real for a second. Are, like, are you flirting with me or just being nice? Yes. And I'll just ask. I feel like more people should. Less games, more honesty. Be the glow stick girl in the emotional (laughs) world. Or I'll just say, hey, I'm into you. Peach emoji, sweat emoji, eggplant emoji, Ukraine flag, tank, (laughs) squirt gun, sweat, sweat, smiley face, wink face, smirk face, fire, 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 thumbs up, or thumbs down. (laughs) 
thumbs up or thumbs down is that do you like me yes or no do you want me to drive my dick tank into your peach butt yes uh-huh. or no no it's uh-huh. do you want me to invade your thymia yes or no that's thymia. what that is yeah and then if you catch an stds it's another movie it's called antibodies 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 <laughs> <laughs> Can we please get back into the movie? We've got to talk about this movie. We're never going to get through this. I'm sorry. Anyway, B is like nervous because she's like, they're kind of rich. They, they seem so impressive. And she's like, don't worry about it. They will love you. And the car continues on almost like a Shining-esque drive up this hill. Yeah. yeah. While the soundtrack, the song, and I need to find it because I was vibing heavy to it, despite it having wild lyrics but the chorus is just i feel daddy as fuck and i'm just like yes full daddy energy let's do it i go through phases where i download good music and i'm like this is great and i love this so much but then i also find something that's just like pussy 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 and i'm like give me that yeah. <laughs> give me all of it i often Let me say download. my whole pussy, pussy give me that all yeah <laughs> so i get it yeah that I, makes sense to me too i unabashedly love city girls who i know todd you're not gonna know who the city girls are and mike i don't expect you to know either uh, if you're going to shame me for not like knowing who city girls are, I'm going to shame you for not knowing the London boys. How about that? I'm fine with that. But did the London boys ever say, yeah, my pussy talks English, Spanish and French. This pussy talks diamonds, dollars and yens. Oh, great. We all have Duolingo pages. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they show up at the house uh, but the window to the car won't roll down um so she has to open it to open the gate so sophie goes to go inside b is like hold on i forgot something i'm gonna grab something out of the car and, and if you really love someone you'll wait for them to grab their thing out of the car before you go into a new place with yeah them. i did think that was sort of wild especially because she's Cause, new because she doesn't know anybody yeah like yes she knows nobody so you're gonna leave her no <laughs> i'm sort of an extrovert and i would be pissed about that i'd be like no Same. yeah yeah, yeah, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also super petty. So I'd be like, you just left me in the car when I forgot something and it's a new place. We'll talk about this later. I'm going to need to talk about this for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> I am an over communicator. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Russia flag. <laughs> so we cut to the pool inside where Pete Davidson is with some girl. Uh, we'll find out this is Emma. Uh, then uh, there is Jordan and then Alice and Lee Pace. <laughs> Lee Pace is dressed like every man of his age in the South, in my mind. He's like in the pool with like long swim trunks on and like a hat and like just, he looks like every male lead in a Florida Georgia line music video. (laughs) Yes. Well, and Alice is maximum mid twenties, maximum. And he is clearly half, like double her age. He's 40. Like he's easily 40. Easy. I mean, he's in great shape, but he's 40. Yes, but their whole relationship gives me troubling vibes the entire time to the point where like the first time I watched this, I was like, good, they killed him. And then it was like, he was innocent. I was like, "Mm, was he though? (laughs) (laughs) Like like, of the murders, certainly. (laughs) However, I thought this might have been more of like a Jenny Forrest Gump type situation, but that might be true as well. Like Lee Pace's character might have been a bad dude. I don't know. Wait, who is Jenny and who's Forrest Gump in this scenario? Clearly Lee Pace's character would have been Forrest Gump in this scenario. Okay, okay. Some people just want to have a couple of week experience with an older person. (laughs) And Mikey is fine with it, younger lady. Oh no. I'm not saying I'm beyond that now. 
but everyone kind of comes out of the pool to say hi to Sophie. But it's very much the vibe of like, what the fuck are you doing here? It reminded me of Glass Onion, where I was just like, oh, is she actually Sophie's? <laughs> I mean, this very much is an Agatha Christie novel. So, like, I mean, I get that. Should you bleep out, is she actually Sophie's bleep? So that there's no spoilers. Because that movie's still new. Yeah, I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. Anyway, so B has to walk through the house alone past a ton of batteries, flashlights, and bottles of water. As we kind of get back out into the pool, kind of following B's point of view, Alice is saying to Sophie, oh my God, the last time I saw you, you were coked out of your mind on the subway and peeing. She's <laughs> like, I don't think she wants you to bring that up. In front of her <laughs> new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and she says, I love your podcast. And she's like, oh my God, we have podcast fans. Which, like, ultimately, very sad that Alice kills most of her friends or is there while most of her friends die because I'm pretty sure that's her entire listenership. Not only is it her listenership, it's also her guest page. <laughs> it's all her guest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> when her friend couldn't stop but sigh when she talks up. <laughs> Literally couldn't stop themselves from sighing. Yes, Mikey. It was so funny. But that's why I never talk about the podcast in public, ever. Yeah. But we find out that Jordan Hate listens to that podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is very real to my experience. We're like, yep. I'm sure you guys also have this where there's like one specific person that you ended up following on some social media somehow. And you have another friend that you like dissect their social media between the two of you. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of these with a couple different friends, but one of my <laughs> favorite is the one that I have with Andrea Gazetta, where we knew someone and she became a life coach. And she would just post these crazy memes that she would make herself that would be like, become the ungoverning of the living of you. And you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? There is nothing better than a shitty homemade meme. They're the best. <laughs> I, I love them so much. I used so to make much. fake ones and send them to Andre and just be like, open up yourself into the discovery of the beingness of today full. <laughs> Like just craziness. <laughs> My best friend Chris and I will sometimes do that with a philosopher. We will take his quotes and then backward engineer where he got the quote from. Like, cause he'll post a quote and then like by himself, like it's his quote or whatever. So we'll then right, backward right. engineer where he really got that quote from and like who said it first. And it's like one of our favorite things to do. <laughs> like, okay, I respect people's bullshit. You know, you got to play the game. You know, you got to put your bullshit out there and like, you got to make a name for yourself. I get it. When you start buying into your own bullshit, that's when I have a problem with things. That's the person that Andrea and I text about is fully bought into their own bullshit. Yeah. And they'll say things like, conflict is the food that your feet need to walk on your journey. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Mikey, would you like to share a personal anecdote that makes you sound as petty as Paige and I? I mean, basically everyone I follow is super self-destructive and then we'll post the Taylor Swift uh, quote afterwards and then me, still do I'm the problem. I'm the problem it's me. me. I can't wait for her follow-up to that song accidentally myself. <laughs> they're just like we're on a journey i'm like you are still responsible <laughs> okay so this is not a joke and this is like exactly pointed to what we were talking about earlier remember that the lady from the relationship that i do not message what i yes. wanted to message was she posted her hiking saying uh -huh. on a journey and i was like yeah, you're hiking. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's what I wanted to say. That's what I would do. This is why everybody thinks I'm an asshole. 
But I don't want I don't want to like start a conversation with her because I don't want her to think I'm hitting on her. Largely because I'm in a relationship with Natalie, but also like I'm really good friends with her ex. You know, like I wouldn't date her anyway. Right. Right. I wouldn't date her anyway. She's fucking gross. She well, hikes. Well, no, I mean, she's all, she's a great person. I think she's great. But, like, I would never date her because I love Chris. You know, not that Chris. Too many people are named Chris. But That's why we have to rank them by looks. Yeah. <laughs> Social media has made everybody just, like, it's just, oh, God, it's just all, it's all awful. And I hate myself. So that's why I won't ever <laughs> buy into my own bullshit. Yeah, I think I'm, a, I have a very similar relationship to myself, Mikey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. That's also one of the reasons I don't want to talk about the pod- podcast publicly. Like, when I went and shot that independent movie, or I didn't shoot it. I was there helping them shoot it. When Natalie was, like, introducing me to people, because she knew a bunch of people that were there, she was like, and he has a podcast. I was like, please don't tell people about the podcast. Like, I don't want to talk to people about their podcast or my podcast. It's just, like, a weird dynamic. I hate it. The worst moment every time in my dating someone is, like, the first three weeks, and they're like, what are you doing tonight? And you're like, I'm recording a thing that I do. <laughs> I would just say working. Because <laughs> it is sort of a job at this point. Recording a podcast. And they're like, should I listen? I'm like, no. No. Please, God, do not. At least until we've slept together. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, that's not the real me. That's like a character of me. That's why I go by a separate name. Spruce Randolph. Spruce Randolph. I knew it was you. We got to get back into the movie. Okay. Once they start killing each other, the movie like ends. It 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 is, and it's only the movie's only ninety four minutes long to begin with, which is wild because we've been talking for eighty nine minutes (laughs) 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 and haven't gotten to it yet. It's me. We're Uh, the the problems. (laughs) (laughs) We were just accidentally being ourselves, guys. And then we'll do it again next week. So everyone's like, why is Sophie here? And I guess she didn't respond to the group chat. She claims she did, but she didn't. I mean, it comes out that she absolutely did not. Yeah. Yeah. She had not been talking actively with them for a while, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, it really does seem like the only person who was excited to see her is Alice. Everyone. Well, Alice, I think, is faux excited for everyone. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily genuine, but everyone is like more or less either Alice perhaps fake excited or just performatively excited. Right. And everyone else is like visibly like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Except for like Lee Pace, who like doesn't know anyone there. So he's also like, hey, what's up? Like he and B are sort of in the same boat. Yeah. Well, and he just like sabers a champagne bottle open. And yeah, sh- like- he is doing everything you'd want to see Lee Pace doing on screen. He's shirtless. He's wet. He's holding a scimitar or something and opening a bottle of champagne. That is like what everyone wants from Lee Pace. And he's just giving it mm-hmm. for free. Anyway, <laughs> this is where B has finally made it outside and has the package that she retrieved from the car. And she's like, I brought something. It's zucchini bread. And this to me, and they, they are such dicks about it. They're so fucking mean. If someone made me zucchini bread, I'd be like, sweet, let's eat some fucking zucchini bread. It's so good. Somebody offered me friendship bread. And I was like, is this friends with benefits bread? <laughs> the benefit is you get to eat the fucking bread, you ungrateful ass. <laughs> <laughs> is it made of real friendship like how does that how does that work you got to grate the friendship real fine and then you got to squeeze a lot of the moisture mm-hmm, out of it otherwise mm-hmm. the texture is going to be all fucked up if someone made me zucchini bread i would be very grateful even if i didn't like zucchini bread the gesture alone is nice it is and zucchini yeah. bread is surprisingly delicious and does not really taste like zucchini much at all no at all yeah 
Yeah, but they're literally, I, I read this as she's not rich like them. She wants to make a good impression. She thought this would do it. And Pete Davidson is literally like, thanks or whatever. I was just like, what, you rude ass, like, little shit. I hope you slit your own throat open while making a TikTok. Well, you know what, Paige? The movie has something in store I think you'll be a fan of later on. It answers my prayers for sure. Anyway, it starts raining and they all have to go inside because we will yeah. find out that they are here to ride out the hurricane. So we cut to inside the house. Sophie and B are making out. And David, who's Pete Davidson's character, walks through and is like, hey, Sophie, we need to fucking talk for a second. And he literally calls her fuck face. He's like, hey, fuck face. We have to talk for a second. Although they are like best friends. And I have said. Are they? Well, they refer to the, each other that way. So you're about to bring up a point I think is super valid, but they do refer to each other that yeah. way. And I have said that to my best friends. Yes. But make your point because I do think it's super valid. Yeah. So they he pulls her aside and he literally is like what the fuck are you doing here yeah like he clearly is not happy that she's there and it's his house yeah i got like brother sister vibes from them i realize they're not related but like because they were quote-unquote best friends but like there is something very contentious going on in their relationship clearly right like that that's why yes. i thought like they have to be family <laughs> like to talk to each other like this you know well I, I think they've been friends for a long time but i think yes. they are kind of different sides of the same coin where he is very spoiled and selfish. And I think she is not as obviously so yet. But I think we will yes. find out that she definitely is. She ultimately is, yeah. She ultimately is. And he basically is like, he's complaining to her about Lee Pace's character. Yeah. And she's just like, so why is everyone mad that I brought somebody without telling everyone Alice did? And he's like, you went to rehab and you're not, like you're sober now. This is not a great environment. We're all going to be doing fuckloads of drugs. Like that's, we all kind of, that was the understanding. Yeah. And this is also where we first get the info of like, Greg was, is 40 and was in Afghanistan, AKA the army is what everyone believes about him. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a really weird dynamic that he kind of establishes here. Cause he's not dating Alice. He has no relationship with Alice. He's technically dating Emma. Yeah. But he very clearly wants to be the only guy at the fucking party. Yes. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not weird for his character to do that because he's a creepy no, 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 fucking yeah. rich, spoiled asshole. But like, yeah, he wants to be a guy stranded during a hurricane party with four or five other girls, right? Well, right. in context, the other guy that he was friends with did last night say that he loved yes. his girlfriend. So maybe he is not in a good headspace. Correct. Although I think we'll establish... A little as we kind of go on. No, he's a huge dick. He, he's a huge <laughs> dick. I don't even think Pete Davidson likes his girlfriend. No. And we established that <laughs> no. she's kind of stayed with him out of obligation. Like, it's just kind of, you know. I think it's implied out of obligation and access to stability. Yeah. Although she is referred to as one of the upper, upper class people, too. So it, it may very well be that she comes from a wealthy family as well. They tend I don't, to yeah, I don't stay think it's in their a own social thing. class. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. I, yeah. I think it's two things. One, not wanting to upset the friend group because I think yeah. everyone is kind of mad at Sophie and Jordan for doing that but I also think that it's just not wanting to be single like there there is a thing of like for some people their identity is so tied to being in a relationship or their sense of well-being is so tied that the idea of being single is worse than being in a relationship that ultimately makes them unhappy or is even maybe abusive 
And that's kind of part of the problem because it makes it very hard to leave when you believe the alternative is terrible. Yeah. And there's also like sunk cost fallacy of like, we've been together two years. We don't, I don't want to like start over again. And I'm like, well, if two years is bad, then here's the thing. Being single ain't that bad. Being single is kind of fucking fun sometimes. No, let me tell you, I think I'm on the other side of that where I'm like, maybe I enjoy being single too much. You know, we're like, I had thoughts about that before I met Jake where I was like, what if I just have this apartment all to myself? (laughs) Yeah, I love being vulnerable and having a person and like sharing and like having connection and all that. But like the practicalities of like taking care of yourself and having your own place and your own car and yeah. not having to like worry cleaning it up after anybody and like paying your own bills and everything is like real nice. Yeah, there's some yeah. there's some things that are attractive about that. I think to anybody. Yeah. Do you think maybe yeah. it's because you're getting like your connection and communication needs? From maybe two friends two times a week? No, 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 no. Oh, no oh, we okay. don't have. Okay. We're very close, but not like that, if that makes sense. Mm, I think Todd might be scratching the surface of something there a little bit. No, a no, no, little no, no, no. Mikey, oh. I think we're both right. <laughs> Intimacy <laughs> physically as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Anyway, so this is where she finds out Max punched him in the aisle, though she doesn't find out why. Right. But this is also where she's like, did you talk to my parents at all? And he doesn't answer her. We will find out what that means later. Yeah. But he then asks, what are you doing here? And she says, I missed you. And he's like, that's a lie. No one's ever missed me. Which is the only self-aware thing his character says. Yes. Which almost makes him worse because he knows. Like yeah. he is the guy who's smart enough to know he hit the fucking birth jackpot, mm-hmm. and he's gonna use it to exploit everyone around him. He can. Yep. It's called being most rich white men. Yep. Uh, so B goes downstairs, uh, where she passes Greg, who is just meditating in the dining room. <laughs> I am so curious about what his life is like outside of this weekend. The thing I love about Greg's character, Lee Pace, in this movie. Is that yes? I think he is doing what he would be doing in his regular Normally, life, just in this crazy rich house. Yes, yeah, but it would be like at his apartment complex pool, and then he would go home yes. and listen to opera and like put the light mask on his face or whatever. It would just yeah. be like he might have a three hundred dollar above ground pool in his backyard, <laughs> his little backyard that he mm-hmm, goes and does mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that too. So what you're saying is it's a real Mikey kind of vibe he puts on. <laughs> well, I feel like he reminds me of, I'm going to call him a yoga dude. This is not exclusive yes. to yoga or yeah. anything no, like that. No, he's got a very like hippy dippy kind of vibe. He's the guy who's constantly walking around without wearing real deodorant and just being <laughs> like, it's all love, bro. Like we should go surfing later. I like the distinction of not wearing real deodorant because he's the kind of guy who would fall for fake deodorant and is wearing it, <laughs> but not just no deodorant that's funny one time i had a co-worker come to work and he was like my wife made this deodorant and i was like you smell like shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was so casually mean because he's like i was like why and he's like you know it's, it's what she wanted and i was like man being single is not so bad <laughs> anyway so she, she gets the wi-fi password b does and calls it sounds like her mom And she is speaking another language. So we know that she is not originally from America, but we don't know where. And the movie never defines it. It's not really that important. It's sort of what we do to like villains in most movies now. It's like vaguely Eastern European somewhere, but not quite, not quite Russia or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I thought she said Sweden. No, she did not. No. And that's definitely not a Swedish accent. It is not. (laughs) It's also not like quite Russian. It's like, 
It is sort of like Eastern Bloc-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is from Europea. She lives currently in Genovia. She commutes. Yes. <laughs> She's a refugee from when the Avengers dropped that... Uh... <laughs> that that <laughs> helicarrier on Sokovia? Yes. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, whenever you want to actually go to Russia in a movie, but they don't want to offend Russians, they, like make up some Eastern European country that might exist, question mark, and that's where she's from. Yeah, and and I think it serves two purposes in the movie. One, it creates a language barrier so that she is maybe not always in on the jokes. She's yeah. not necessarily following as closely. She's not necessarily getting the full explanations of things that are happening, but also they are actively excluding her. They're not really including her in any of the stuff they do. They they clearly don't want her there. Like, and they make it very, very clear. She is, quote unquote, othered a lot in this movie. She's yes. othered because she's yes. only knows her girlfriend, right? Yep. She is also a lower class than them. Like, she comes from a poor yeah, she's upbringing or Financial back. class, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. And she mm -hmm. is not fully an English speaker or not. That's, that's probably not correct. She probably is a full English speaker, but it's not her native language. So like if someone's talking right. fast or whatever, she might miss it or, you know, they're using slang. She's not familiar with. She might miss things. It also gives them a way to immediately suspect her. Yes. Sort of like they immediately suspect Lee Pace because he is yeah. in their mind, the most chill former U S Marine ever. I'm, I'm still going <laughs> to argue that, that the, the decision to accuse Lee Pace was sound. I know he I ended know, up not I doing know. it, but yeah. statistically sound. Well, there's a difference between accusing them and then like four people attacking him with knives in a squash court. We're about to get there. Like we we should. Well, yeah, wait, save it till we get there. Yeah, and I'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it when yeah. we get there. Um, B's light is the phone around her neck. She's one of the only people that wears her phone as opposed to holding her phone. And in part, that is because she is meant to be somebody who helps others and is not as self-absorbed as the rest of them. Yeah. So that's why she wears it instead of holding it. Yeah, which I thought was actually really interesting. I was like, that's true. And they're like, because it keeps her hands free to help people. Well, and also she's the only one I think that is using like not only like the front flashlight, but the... Yes, the screen itself. Yeah, the screen is a flashlight, which you can do on your yeah. phones. And she's got both of them on. So when it's like hanging down because she's not actively holding it, it's also shining light in front of her still. So like, I thought it was pretty smart anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that though. I like that all of their lighting says something about them. And the fact that Lee yeah. Pace has a full-on light mask, I can't wait to hear the reasoning behind that. That was the one that didn't have one. Now, granted, they they don't consider that a light, air quotes, within okay. the movie because he's not using it to find his way around the house. Yes, but that's fair. I think you can infer a lot Me too. from that light Yeah, mask. that's why I brought that one up specifically. <laughs> and I don't think he wants to be. I think he's there because he's dating this girl who's much younger. There's a separation between he, him and his that friend group, and he doesn't care. I don't think he really yeah. cares that they don't like him. He's there for his girlfriend and the drugs. Right. Yeah. So he, when he's like gets tired of, he's like, I'm gonna go upstairs and read, which is why I always bring a couple of books because you never know when you're gonna be othered, and I like reading. So <laughs> I also just like reading. I like having a book. <laughs> yeah. I also think. He is a, the kind of person that I would not be surprised if at one point she was like, this is my boyfriend. And he was like, whoa, we didn't put labels on this. <laughs> like, well, it's only been three weeks. Mikey, at what time length does it, does it go from this isn't labeled to labeling it? Like, when do you have that DTR conversation? First off, in the modern dating game, there's talking and then you're dating. Yeah. And then you're exclusive. And then your boyfriend, girlfriend. So those are like the bases, if you will. Yes. Okay. I, I consider exclusive and boyfriend, girlfriend kind of one in the same. The same thing? Me too. Anyway, so 
they're clearly not making an effort to include B, and they're not really making an effort to in- include Greg other than Alice. Yeah. The only person that really talks to B is Emma. And she's like, are you from Moscow? And she's like, no, why? And she's like, oh, because Dr. Zhivago is my favorite film and just walks away. Like yeah. She doesn't continue the conversation at all beyond that point. This is a nightmare weekend trip scenario. Yeah. Well, and B sitting there eating cake. They tell her after she's got a couple bites in that has weed in it, which, by the way, depending on how much weed you put in that cake, a couple bites will fucking do it. Like, you know, we, we don't know how high B gets, but. Definitely a little bit, probably. I think it's a safe assumption that part of this night she's definitely high. I mean, but most people are like super on drugs when th- through yeah, the whole movie. Here's so. the crazy thing: even with her eating a bunch of edibles, compared to the rest of the group, she is sober. Yeah. <laughs> like it is wild how many drugs get done this evening. This this instance would be used as a propaganda film against drugs. Like it would just be the news would be drugged up kids kill each other. <laughs> drug up kids kill each other microwave baby like it's, it's mm-hmm. that level of of dare nonsense but it happened if this weekend <laughs> yeah. happened and the murder never happened or pete davidson never killed himself they would have just written like an 80s screenplay yeah. <laughs> with the amount of drugs they were ha- they had there they they would have funny you should mention that there's an original screenplay for this movie that is very very different that is much more of an 80s slasher that happens during a snowstorm okay and it gets heavily rewritten i'll talk about it more in fun facts but that's kind of what would have originally happened but we cut to like everyone's making out except jordan because jordan doesn't really have a romantic partner here except for sophie right i mean i was about to say she had sex with one of them two days ago or something so yeah she sort of does yeah it's a secret it's not great Uh, So Pete Davidson keeps biting Emma and she basically is like, get off. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm coked up and I bit her, which is a thing because like people's jaws get a little crazy on coke. I did not know that. That's weird. Okay, cool. And sometimes they're just kind of jittery. And so it could be on accident. I don't think it is. I think he's purposefully biting her. I mean, he is terrible. So could be. I think he is trying to get her to break up with him. I mean, that makes sense. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That is the immaturest way to end a relationship of just yep. being an ass until they break up with you. Yep. This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. 
Uh, so B and Jordan kind of run off. There's kind of this like she kind of talks to her a little bit where she's like, so did you go to college in the States? She's like, yeah, I went to Utah State. And they kind of end up dancing together for a bit. And Jordan's clearly doing it to make Sophie jealous. Like this is kind of all orchestrated. Yeah. But Sophie responds by saying, who wants to play bodies, 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 which is never a name that I've heard this game called. However, I've played this game a thousand times. Right, it's werewolf, like the guy says, yeah. Greg calls it werewolf. I've heard it called mafia, secret Hitler, mm-hmm. yep. murderer, uh, and it's basically among us. Now, the version they play where they're in and around the house is usually a little more extreme than I've played it, but actually sounds way more fun. Right? I think it's cool. Yeah, but it's basically real life among us in this yeah. giant house. Like, I would play this game, although I would be scared the whole time playing it. Yeah. And Emma is like, well, I don't know. It gets kind of ugly. People get upset. Also, where's Max? And Pete Davidson pushes her off the couch at yeah. the mention of Max's name and and like forcefully does it. Yeah. Like clearly on purpose. This is abuse adjacent. Yep. <laughs> like we need to mm-hmm. run, Emma. <laughs> anyway, they explain the rules. They're going to turn off the lights. You touch somebody to kill them. They pretend they're dead. So Alice and Pete Davidson, before they start playing the game, sneak off to the kitchen where they do a ton of coke and he eats her lollipop without sucking on it. He just crunches through it. Yeah, he's like the owl in that commercial. One, a two, a three. three. Anyway, they start each round by taking shots and slapping each other, which I have never started. I've never played this game that way. No, these people are the worst. Like none of these games seem fun. I think the game seems fun. This part of it doesn't. I do think it's nice that B like doesn't want to hit Pete Davidson, like because that's the person she's supposed to yeah. slap. Yeah, well, and she doesn't know him very well, right? Like, I would be very uncomfortable hitting someone I just met in the face, especially Pete Davidson, who is super coked out. You know, like I don't want to. Yes, it's like yes. twice her size. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get why she didn't want to smack him, smack him. People who are super coked out are unpredictable. That's what I mean. Yeah. There could be a very credible threat of violence here for her. And he, demonstrating that, is like, no, you got to do it like this, and punches Greg across the face. Yeah. Like, literally punches him. Which, and there's a conversation earlier where uh, Pete Davidson character is talking to uh, Sophie, and you can tell he's upset that not only is there another dude at the party, but that other dude is way more handsome than he is. Right. Yeah, welcome to every party I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, every time Mikey walks into the room, there's a guy in the room who's like, fuck. No, that's not. Great, now Damn I'm no it. longer the most handsome person in the room. Did you see that fucking vitamin water in his shorts? <laughs> yeah, if I ever went to a party and I'm like the most handsome at that party, that's a really fugly party. <laughs> I went to I went to a concert one time where the manager of the band pulled me aside and was like, you're like the hottest girl here. And I was like, that's not a compliment, man. <laughs> I did more cruise once where I was like, this is a weird selection of people. I like feel really attractive on this cruise. <laughs> anyway, the lights go out. They all separate. They crawl around in the dark. Alice crawls through the kitchen and sees B and crawls away uh, past a wolf gas oven range. Very classy. She sees Jordan walking. Yes. And hides, which we will find out later. Jordan was the murderer. Yeah. Uh, which is why she's the one walking around and not crawling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, she sees Greg on the stairs and someone calls bodies, 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 meaning there's a dead body. So they got to go to the Among Us thing and vote somebody out into the space hatch. So Greg is dead. They're nominating people who they think it might be. They think it might be Emma because she's not saying anything. It might be David because he didn't like Greg already. He's being kind of an asshole. 
It yeah. might be Jordan because she's getting kind of aggro. And basically what happens is that David, Pete Davidson's character, tries to they try to wake up Greg and it seems like he's actually dead. He's not. He was just playing dead for too long. I will say this. The nut tap that he does with the beer bottle is what would absolutely work in that scenario. <laughs> like, yes. I mean. That scene would have been more funny to me if he actually was dead. Yes. Same. But I, I like the way they use it in the movie. Yeah. And so he gets up and Pete Davidson, he is like trying to explain what has happened, you know, who they're accusing and why it's not him. And Lee Pace just says, well, the best defense is a good offense, which is actually applicable in this scene. He's just too dumb to explain why. Yeah. Because like to go on the offensive and accuse others is an easy way to deflect from yourself. Right. Yeah, but Lee Pace is either too like high or whatever, or maybe too dumb to like to explain that. And then Pete Davidson right. is just like hammering him about what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? He's being an asshole, really. He's being an asshole, and Greg is finally like, okay, all right, uh, I'm kind of fucking done with this. You guys have fun. I'm going to bed. Yeah, and Emma is kind of like swallowing and nervous and they're like see maybe she's nervous maybe it's her and she's just like it's a normal thing to do like i'm acting normal and pete davidson says no you're not it's unattractive again fucking run emma yeah like right. run away but this is when alice brings up like oh is this why you guys like never have sex because of course emma's been confiding in alice and you know sometimes drug lips get a little loose i did love that scene because emma's like no i haven't been saying anything and alice is like yes 100 percent. Yes, she tells me yes, everything she has. like they're almost <laughs> over talking each other i thought it was so funny well and he's like so you're talking about me behind my back and she's just like well you're always gaslighting me like which we just saw him do to lee pace yes by yes. the way yeah. like and he's like that word is overused and it doesn't fucking mean anything. And I'm like, no, 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 You just did it. Like, we yeah. just watched you do it, basically. Whether it's overused or not doesn't mean you aren't doing it right now. You didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, are you going to call me a narcissist and a foot soldier of white supremacy? I was like, if the shoes fit, goose step in them, apparently. <laughs> like, right. If those Hugo Boss boots fit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. <laughs> And he, but he basically says, you're so stupid. You have no thoughts that Twitter hasn't given you, which is like, here's the thing. We may find out that that might be slightly true for Emma's character, yeah. but that doesn't make it okay to say, and it doesn't mean that you can just automatically discount everything a person says. That's the theme of the movie. The theme of the movie is like yeah. insults that go too far over and over and like, oh, yeah. yes. oh my God, like that's too real. And we've all been in moments like that. But a party with 50 yeah. of them like this movie has, I would be like, yeah. I need to go put my I would have gone and put on. my light mask yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been murdered on a squash court. Yeah, 100%. There's some sort of nonsense kilt porn book with my name on it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're all pretty tired of David's shit, so they vote him out. Yeah. And he smashes a bottle on the wall. And just like Among Us, the killed person has to leave, but also the person you vote out if they're not the murderer and you restart the game, right. they are gone as well. And that's why he smashes right. the glass because he's pissed. He's like, well, fuck, whatever. Yes. And he just leaves. 
We don't hear from him for a while. Uh, and they all kind of hug Emma, but then they just start the next round. They keep playing. Yeah. As they're crawling around in the dark again, the lights actually go out for real. The Wi-Fi is down. Yeah. They think it's Pete Davidson, like, disabling the generator and stuff. Yeah, just being a dick. But it is, it's really storming outside, and I don't think anyone disables the generator. I think it's just, like, maybe they didn't get gas for it. Who knows? Any number of things. Right. Or they were supposed to put gas in it, and they just didn't because they they're stupid didn't. kids. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I think it is. Anyway, B goes downstairs to find the bathroom, and Sophie kind of catches up with her. This is where there's two stairs. This is kind of how we find out. That there's two sets of stairs because they both end up in the same place. Yeah. Just at different times from a different route. And as they're standing there, there's a glass door and Pete Davidson flops up against it, bleeding out. Yeah, like from the neck. Yes. They run outside. They're trying to help him. They're trying to call 911. Nobody has service. And... This is where Alice is like, you can't move the body. It's evidence. Like, haven't you ever watched SVU? Where, like, I mean, here's the thing. Moving the body could have made him bleed out faster, but like, he, it was going to happen. Yeah, was, he was dying anyway. Like, there's not much they could have done for him except for maybe make him more comfortable in his final moments. But right. And here where I was like, you got to go to a neighbor's house at this point. There's a dead oh, body they try outside. To. Yeah, they do try to. But like, I agree, Mikey. This they, very next scene, they try. One of the things I sort of like about this movie on some level is... For the majority of the movie, they do try and like stick together yeah. and stuff like that, or at least the beginning part. And then that's when the factions start to form, right? Right. And I right. feel like that is probably what is more likely to happen than what happens in a lot of other slashers, where like everyone splits up to search the house one on one for the murderer. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think this is realistic of what would happen with in this situation when everybody's like on a lot of drugs. Yes. Which yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think in that sense it r rationally makes sense. But like it's at one point I would have just been like, I'm leaving. I don't care. I like I'm just leaving leaving. Like I don't care if I make it or not. They do establish because B tries to leave. Jordan also tries to leave. There is nothing around them. It's just that one drive up that hill and they can't get out the gate because it's electric. Yeah. So they can't get off the compound. Yeah, they, they would have to like climb the gate or the fence or whatever and then walk miles and miles and miles and miles. Which, right. That's what I'm saying. I would have done that after one or two bodies started appearing at that place. I would have definitely considered it, Mikey. Especially if I had like one of y'all with me. I've been like, we either got to hide in the car yeah. or we're going to get really wet and it's going to get cold, but we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get garbage bags. We'll make it like a little poncho. We gotta get, we gotta leave. <laughs> they get in the car and they're they're gonna literally drive for help. That's what they're gonna do. But the car battery is dead because if you remember, B left the window visor down with the light on. Yeah. And we've established that it's not a great car. It's got some electrical issues because of the window. So we know that it's like Yeah, it's an older car. Yeah. So they cut to back inside with flashlights. Jordan goes to check the generator. Which we never find out what she finds with the generator, but right. I assume they just didn't have gas. Yeah. But they're like, why was he outside? We don't know. Uh, the security system stays up, but Max has the code, so they can't even like lock the house down. And no one has heard from Max. They don't know where he is. And this is where we get the story of like, they took shrooms. He admitted he was in love with Emma. Yeah. David seemed fine with it at the time, but then he wasn't the next day. And so it's been kind of a weird day. But at this point, they realize that someone is still missing and it's Greg. And in all the screaming, he hasn't woken up. He And he basically probably didn't hear them, but they all grab weapons. And 
Alice at first is like, he would never do this. Like, we can't go after Greg. And they're like, how long have you known him? And she's like, two weeks. And they're like, what's his middle name? What's his last name? And she's like, he's a Libra moon. And that says and a that lot. Says a lot. Have you had this conversation with like people that yes. your friends are dating and you're like, yes, I'm like, oh my God, girl, our guy. The, like, the on, people dude. that went on the trip with us to Vegas, it was like, we're at dinner and, and we're like, so what do you do for a job? She's like, oh, I'm an Instagram influencer. I have like a thousand followers. And I was like, and, and I like just kind of looked at my friend and I was like, I shouldn't bring up. Nope. And I just like went back to eating because I was like, a thousand is not enough to influence anything. I was like, okay, well, we're just going back to dinner, I think. I did love it, though. It does have Mercury and Gatorade vibes, and I loved it. I think it's very funny. The girls that were on that trip with us called themselves the Twin Flames because it felt like two flames joining into one flame. And they explained this many times over the trip. That sounds about as awful as this movie. <laughs> but really Mikey, bad? If I was there, every time they said it, I would have like not been able to control my ugh. Like in this movie, when they're talking ugh. about the podcast. Like <laughs> Anyway, the Twin Flames broke up. Uh, so surprising no one. Anyway, she's like, Greg is a good person. I know he wouldn't do this. He's a Libra moon, which my husband is a Libra moon. I get it. They're a very attractive bunch, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't kill people. Just saying. Right. Not, I'm not saying Jake has killed people, but you know, if, if he was the Lee Pace in this situation, statistically. But Paige, he's a Libra moon and that says like a lot. He's a Libra moon and that says something. You know, the funny thing is he didn't kill anybody. Like, so it did say a lot. It Alice did say is a lot. technically right and I love that. I mean, <laughs> as as someone who, who be a Scorpio moon with a Virgo rising living with a Libra moon, I mean, that says something to some people, I guess. I don't know what it is. But something. I don't know what any of what you just said is either. <laughs> Someone <laughs> yeah, told me yeah, it yeah. means that I'm I'm a really mean perfectionist. And I was like, well. I don't know. I think everything's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, mostly. I'm like, not everyone in May, like as a Taurus. But everyone in May drives a Taurus. And that's what's more important. <laughs> Which is at least a four-legged creature that you can ride all night, lady. Has there been a centaur car? <laughs> They'd call it the Sencar. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Welcome to the Honto, the Honda Centaur. <laughs> That's a good car name. That's a good car name, guys. It's a good car name if you have to drive it with your feet like a Flintstone vehicle. No, it's like, what if it's like a soft top? No, it's, it's one horsepower. Because it's, it's one person power, Paige. From the waist down. Anyway. Uh, they find Greg, uh, or rather, they go they go looking for Greg. They find Emma first, and Emma has basically been upstairs, kind of under the blankets. She does talk about being super hot and not understanding what's going on, which could imply that maybe she has taken some Molly already. Yeah, um, but we do know that she takes some Xanax in this scene as well. They ask Sophie if there's any guns in the house, and Sophie says no. And I, I do think that she maybe did not know there was a gun in the house. Yeah. I mean, they do say he's rich, but his politics check out, which I thought was a very funny line, especially because when later in the movie, it's proven that they do have a gun. And like, yep. th maybe their politics check out, but they still are wealthy. And so they have a gun. Yes. I thought that that was a very funny distinction. Yeah. They go to Greg's room and this is where they find his go bag with his knife for the hurricane, which does make right. sense. Yes. Um, and also that somebody was doing a bunch of lines in there. I think it was Alice. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but it also could have been... Been Emma. And honestly, it could have been Lee Pace 
he just doesn't seem like he's super yeah. on coke, right? But like, it could have been. Who knows? It could have been. Um, as they're checking other rooms, this is where B finds Jordan's bra, and this is going to yeah. come back later because it matches the set of panties that she finds. Yes, in the car. So they find Greg. He's laying down in the basketball court because this house has a basketball court, and he has a light mask for his seasonal depression. Now that is a thing that people will get lights for seasonal affective disorder and stuff mm -hmm. i've seen those i've usually seen these masks for wrinkles but whatever hey whatever I mean, works lee pace is 40 and looks fucking great so it may be for wrinkles and he just tells people he has seasonal effectiveness disorder who knows anyway they all surround him he wakes up and freaks out because he's had headphones in so he didn't hear them calling he didn't hear any of the craziness and he's had the mask on and he's just like hey so are we still playing the game why do you have my go bag and they're like why'd you pack a knife and why'd you circle this on the map and he's like it's a hurricane. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one who prepared for this correctly. Yes. And they're like, David's dead. And he's like, in the game? And they never clarify. No, they, they do, do not, not give him enough information. All he knows is there are four women who all are like With have knives. knives. And they are all are sort of yelling at him a little aggressively. Like, I listen, I do think he makes some wrong choices in this scene that ultimately lead to him getting killed in a way that seems like self-defense. Like, I don't necessarily blame yes. B for doing what she did. Yes. Because I do think he allows the situation to get escalated to a point where there is a credible threat of injury, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and that was my point that I was going to make earlier that I was like, save it for now. Because okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the girls are not giving him enough information, right? So he doesn't know how to react. But also I think if you are those girls... You fear him yes. and you don't want to give him enough time to hurt you. And those are absolutely valid things. They should yes. be thinking that way. Yes. And you even see Alice, while they're building up to actually killing him, and that makes it sound like they planned it. They didn't plan it. But like while the scene is building no. to that crescendo, right? Like right. Alice is very much on the, we got to make sure you're not going to hurt anybody else sort of side. Right. And then when it comes out that he's not really the killer, she is like, fuck you guys for killing my boyfriend. Like yes. not remembering <laughs> that like when she was in the room, she was team kill that guy. Yeah, well, and she converts from he would never do this until they find the go bag and the knife to team kill that guy. Yes. And like, and here's the thing. I think if he had put down the knife in good faith and been like, can we talk this out? Oh, yeah. I don't think that would have gone well for him. I think he still would have died. Yeah. And I think as long as he has the knife, they have to fear him. So it's this really bad situation that's never going to end well, where either one of them is going to get hurt or he's going to get killed. And ultimately he gets killed because yeah. the girls kind of jump on him to attack them and he's much stronger than them. And he throws Emma against a wall Yeah, because he's trying to defend himself like he's. Yeah. He's being attacked like you you can understand why he would do it. This is one of those weird situations where like everyone is acting in straight up just self-defense. Yes. <laughs> but because of a lack of communication, you know, they all think that each other are going to kill them. Um, you know, the girls are not technically acting in self-defense. They're attacking Mikey for what they think and what they the information they have, I would call it self-defense. Yeah. The law would not agree. So, <laughs> like, you cannot just kill a person because you think they killed somebody. I, I know. That's not what we're saying, Mikey. That's not what we're saying. No, well, once he has a knife, it is. And at one point, he has he gets the knife. And that's where I think it switches to self-defense. He got the knife from them attacking him. They had so not attacked that at that point. He reached out and grabbed it. Yeah. 
that they're standing there with the knives. Nobody has made a move. He reaches out and grabs one in self-defense. Yeah. He is, perceives a credible th- threat of violence, grabs a knife to try and defend himself. They take that as an, an attack. An aggressive act. And then yeah. they attack. Yes. Yeah. It's every, yeah. Everyone is technically in the wrong and the right at the same time. Yeah. It is very difficult. It's yeah. like a super nuanced scene that I sort of dug the shit out of because it is like, oh man, I don't know if I've ever seen this sort of scenario exactly like this play out. And it's sort of cool to see. Right. Oof magoof. Anyway, so as he is actively fighting with the girls and does have a knife, B gets him on the back of the head with a kettlebell twice. Yeah. Here's the thing. Multiple people get killed in this movie. Multiple people kill people in this movie. She's the only one that shows any sort of emotional impact or remorse about it because she instantly after like seeing what she did and she did it to try and protect somebody. Yes. She actively was trying to help her girlfriend. I mean, he was about to stab her girlfriend. He was about to stab Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. And she immediately throws up because she's just like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> and then Sophie shows her true colors for this woman she said she loved four hours ago. Yep. She's like, go change your shirt. Like in the most you're so disgusting right now way yes. I've ever heard someone say, go change your shirt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, my. Oof, my goof. As she goes to change her shirt, they start arguing about whether or not they should have killed him. And this is where Jordan presents the argument that statistically he posed the biggest threat. Yeah. Which, again, even with the information they have wrong, is still correct from a statistical point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you take statistics out of it, if they were all the same sex, all the same gender or whatever, like Lee Pace is like 6'5", 200 pounds of like muscle. And the the tallest other person there is 5'4", and 130, maybe. Like size wise, (laughs) Lee Pace is by far the more like scary, imposing figure now. Well, and he's he's the unknown. He has known them the least amount of time. And he fought in Afghanistan, Paige, right? (laughs) Or so clearly that's true, right? This very calm, laid back person. I know some pretty chill vets, but like, you know, uh, we do find out that he was not a vet in the sense of serving in the military, but rather was a veterinarian's assistant. I love the way she like backs it down to that because they're like, but you said he was a vet, like a veteran. And she goes, no, he's a veterinarian. And they're like, he's a veterinarian. And she's like, well, a vet tech. Well, technically, it's a veterinarian's assistant. Veterinarian like, assistant. It, like, it, like, backs <laughs> down to, like, even, like, smaller jobs. I thought that was funny. Although, I'll say this. Vet techs and vet assistants have a very hard job. I could not work oh, out of vet. I, no, I It would could, break I could my never. heart. Yes. And they, those people are so compassionate and sweet. They're, like, the best people in the world. Anyway, Jordan is like, I'm out. I'm going to go find help. I'm going to check on the generator. I'm going to figure stuff out. Sophie, while B is off changing finds the coke in Greg's room yeah. and does at least one, if not all of those lines. Yeah, she she does a rail for sure. For yes. sure. And Emma is kind of making this about her where she's like, well, maybe it's Max because we haven't seen Max and he and David were fighting over me. And yeah. at this point, Alice is like, what? Like, no, like more people are dead. I know, but I don't know. The only person who we don't know who killed them is David. 
Yes. So I think that Max is a possible like perpetrator. Yeah. Especially because we haven't met Max in the movie at all. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. And because they literally fought, Max left because of that fight. Like, right. That makes sense. Emma. In a traditional <laughs> slasher, it would be him, probably. Yeah, probably. Or it would have been David faking his death to whatever. That's what. Or, that's what I thought it was. Or Sophie to get money somehow, or something like that. Sure. I thought it was David faking his death because you don't see the body again from like the time yeah. it happens You're to right, the very you end. And I was, like you expected them to go back and for the body to be gone. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Well, or at least it be in the background while they're running around the house, and it's never there. And I was like, this is suspicious. Yeah, but this is where Sophie shows back up with coke confidence, and Emma is still like, I think they're fighting over me, and Sophie's just like, you didn't even fucking like him. You just liked having a boyfriend, and yeah. she was just like, whoa, like... And this kickstarts the fight of all fights in this movie. Oh, I would yeah. Say. Because this is where everyone is like, Sophie, we were glad when you went to rehab because we didn't have to deal with you anymore. Oof. And you brought this unknown and we don't know where she is. We cut to B, who has found a sweater in the house somewhere because her bag is still out in the car. They never got to bring them in. Yeah. Uh, and is just cleaning off her legs, cleaning the blood off of her. And while she's there, she puts on some makeup, probably yeah. to not look completely bloody. She's having her she's all that moment, and I'm here for it. But the yeah. other girls are very much, there's no one left to turn on except for themselves. Yes. So they start to turn on each other, right? And mm -hmm. I do think if B was in the room at that time, she might have been killed. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm surprised that she does not get killed because I feel like there's a point in this movie where they put her outside. Yeah. But I was surprised they did not kill her at that point or Same. tried to. Yeah. We see Sophie going through a bunch of the board games. She finds an, a ping pong ball that looks like an eyeball and opens it to find more drugs. Yeah. Uh, she goes and finds Emma and says, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucked up right now. They end up kissing and she gives Emma the drugs. Now we know that Emma at a baseline has Xanax, maybe some Coke and maybe also some other drugs. We don't know, but I would wonder if giving her this either made her OD and that's why she falls down the stairs. Yeah. Or she's just so out of it at that point that she falls down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, right. I honestly don't think they ever answer who kills her, but I think it could be yeah. a like staircase level documentary that we like yes. deep dive on because it could be Sophie killed her, or it could be she's so like blitzed out of her gourd, she stumbled, fell, and hit her head a bunch. Yeah, because we only hear the one scream that makes people think someone pushed her, which Sophie very well could have. Yeah, absolutely. Or she could have just fallen. You don't know. Yeah. But Emma goes looking for Sophie. Alice hears a scream. She turns back to the way she went and trips over Emma's dead body, who is clearly either by being pushed or tripped has fallen down the stairs. And there's a lot of head trauma. Like you see it. There's a lot of head trauma. Yeah. And B comes from the top of the stairs down. Now we will find out there is another staircase that yeah. leads up there. So like it is possible that she was not involved at all. But we do know that Sophie was last with Emma. So they basically, as they're now grappling with the fact that there's another body, Alice is like, I fucking told you it wasn't Greg. <laughs> like we knew right. it was. This is where she is like pretending she wasn't team kill Greg 20 minutes ago in right. like movie time. Yes. Yeah. 
they then in and I actually kind of like this because I feel like more slashers should do this at some point. They all sit in the middle of the room back to back with knives out. Yeah. Which I think is very, very funny because it's the opposite of let's split up. It's let's stick so together. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where Alice introduces her theory that is going in order of the game they played, which it is not. This theory makes no sense, but it is the one that she like clings to through the end of the movie, despite yeah. the fact that it does not make sense. <laughs> so this is where she starts accusing B. Yeah, because she's back in the room and she's like, oh, wait, there is someone else that we don't really know here. Right. Right. The, there is another other if you will right yeah and jordan is like i googled you there's no record of anyone from utah state with your name or your attendance which by the way you'd have to call like this is not i don't think they'll even give you that information if you call right no if you're a reporter or something they usually do well you, you can verify you can verify if someone has attended if you're a business yeah if you yeah. get like if a employment verification yeah anyway she's like i can explain and they're like we watched you kill someone and she's like please calm down and i will explain they're not calming down no and and she says you killed my boyfriend and she says it was self-defense he had a knife like and she's right and she's right yeah so they throw her outside Sophie doesn't lift a finger or utter a word to help her, which to me should have been the we're broken up. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. This is, yeah. No. I mean, I don't know if I remember her actively pushing her out of the house, but she certainly isn't helping. And I think she may have been yeah. pushing. I honestly don't remember. Like, but I could definitely see Sophie doing that. She doesn't push, but she stands back to let the other girls push. Yeah. And she says nothing in her favor. No, at all. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to be someone who was also othered because... They literally have right. killed every other other in this house. Right. And I realized that sentence was bonkers, but I hope you followed. But no, I did follow it. Yeah. Okay. So B is very smart. Yeah. B is outside. She goes to the car. She gets in. She finds some Cheetos to eat. Good for her. But this is where she finds the underwear. Well, she also like puts a hoodie on because it's cold outside or whatever because the rain, yeah. I imagine. And that, yeah, she does find the other underwear that matched the bra from earlier, right? Yeah. Right. So... She tries to get out of the gate. She can't. And in the house, Jordan is like, I heard something. Stay here. And Jordan leaves. B, while outside, sees Jordan through the window finding a gun. Yeah. And so she climbs through the doggy door into the house, gets a hammer, and is basically just like, hey, Jordan has a gun in her pocket and uses it as her bargaining chip to basically to get back into the house. Yeah, trying to. At I least. would have stayed outside in the car. I would have stayed in the car. Me too. Same. Yeah, I wouldn't have slept at all, but I would have like laid down and tr so like you couldn't see that I was in the car, you know, and just wait till morning yeah. and wait for the storm to clear or left. Or but like I am climbing this fence. Well, that's and getting yeah. I think that fence would be impossible to climb in the rain because it is flat. Well, that's what I was saying. I would wait for the storm to clear and then yeah. I would absolutely get the fuck out of Dodge. Like I would just leave. Yeah. Car neutral. Push it over to the fence. Climb on top of the car. Yeah. Jump the fence. Well, so. Jordan is like, I don't have a gun. She empties her pockets, revealing she was the killer in the game, which is why Alice is like, so you're the killer now, which again makes no sense. But Alice is coked out and s stealing every scene she's in. So they had to find yes. some way to get rid of this Mercutio. So yeah, they had to like make her accuse someone who like is going to get pretty violent. 
here in a second. Yeah. Well, and they they accuse B again of killing Emma. Yeah. And she's like, look, I'm going to tell you everything. I did go to Utah State for one semester. I had to quit because my mom was having a tough time because she has borderline personality disorder. I love Alice's reaction to that. I love her reaction. Yes. Like, oh, I'm so it's sorry. It's a serious mental health issue. Yeah. It felt <laughs> yeah. like Which a Twitter. Res- no, it is. It 100% is. But it didn't feel like a line of dialogue you would say in the moment when someone was being vulnerable <laughs> and sharing it with you. Yes. It felt like a response tweet. And that to me was funny. <laughs> what she says is mental health is a serious issue. And I should know I have body dysmorphia. <laughs> exactly. That may very well be true, but it is very much her being like, I see your borderline personality disorder and raise you body yeah. dysmorphia. I see that you had to deal with a difficult upbringing, but uh, I would like to refocus this conversation back on me. So I <laughs> yes, had this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Like it felt like a Twitter response. And she me. comes over and hugs her too, which is yes. funny. Cause it was like, you were just telling them to shoot her. <laughs> but also, she's super on drugs, guys. Like, super. The wild swings and like where she stands on things, I also think plays into why I love her character so much. But she's super on drugs. I think that explains it for me, too, to where it, it doesn't bother me at all. Well, and, and Jordan does reveal that she has a gun. Yeah. And she's like, rich people always have guns. And she's like, my parents, her, Sophie says, my parents don't have guns. And she kind of looks at her like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but we never established because it doesn't matter. Uh, and she does say, like, you didn't respond in the chat. We didn't want to invite you and especially bring this girl who has a family history of mental health is basically what she implies and alice just goes so ableist (laughs) which is both accurate but also definitely her trying to like like be perceived as an ally in the moment she talks in tweets and i love it (laughs) but this is where sophie is like you guys knew i struggled you all did coke in front of me. It, my coke problem was a problem for everyone when Alice is currently coked out of her mind and no one has said shit about it. Yeah. And Alice just responds by going, I am an ally, which has <laughs> nothing to do with it. But it's a really funny response to me. Yeah, it's hilarious. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and, but she says, I get how it could look that way. And maybe is that way. But also they didn't invite you because they were going to be doing drugs all weekend. You showed up uninvited to this place. Yeah. That that is true. But I will say it does very much seem like no one else's drug problem was a problem, but hers was. And it may be that hers was more serious. It is implied. But I I don't think that her claims of racism in this regard are unfounded. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I'm sure she is right. Right. Yes. <laughs> but it very much seems like everyone treated hers as a bad emergency and that she was ruining things. Yeah. Meanwhile, continued to facilitate and enable David and Alice and any number of other people's addiction. Yeah. And Sophie even says in this scene, the reason I stopped hanging out with you guys for a long time was because you trigger and enable me, which I think is a very valid reason not to hang out with people. Same. I think she was valid in saying that. Yeah. But they immediately jump down her throat and they're just like, oh, fuck you and your novel or whatever. And she's like, that's a healthy way to get emotions out. <laughs> I thought that that was really funny too because I don't necessarily see Sophie as this terribly bad person. Even the fact that she relapsed tonight, like 
I fucking get it. Like, it's a stressful yeah. night. Like, if you're going to oh relapse. Oh, my God. Bodies dropping everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally. I, I get it. So, like, I saw her as someone who went to rehab and is really trying to make that sobriety work. And that's why she stops hanging out with them. Well. I was on board with that until the very next yeah, line. Yeah, I know. Which I know. is when you're Jordan right. reveals what happened. Yeah. That's yes. what I'm. But also, like, if. You know, if you're really trying to stay away from people who enable you, do not come to their house for a weekend party. Well, I think the only reason she went is because she is clearly living a lifestyle she fucking hates. She drives a shitty car. She has to work for herself. But her parents have a trust for her that she has cut off from that would change all of that. The only reason she goes is because she thinks talking to David is going to help David convince her parents to unlock that trust. Like, I understood why she shows up there. It's an incredibly selfish and dangerous reason to go but i got it you know yeah uh but this is where jordan reveals that on her way up to drive there for the storm that sophie begged her to stop at the apartment she did yeah and they had sex in the car yeah and she tells b check your texts well because of course sophia is like no we didn't she's lying she'll say anything to like drive a wedge between us or whatever and then she goes check the texts and i was like hell on yeah. a rewatch hell yeah. i think jordan is trying to tell b all night because there are multiple times where she tries to get her alone oh, yes, and then they get yes. interrupted multiple times. Interesting. I didn't see that, but if I ever watch this again, I'll look for that. That's interesting. Okay, I noticed cool. yeah. that. I noticed that too because she was always like, let's go off and like go for a walk or whatever. Yes, and, and like, at first oh. I thought she was trying to make her jealous, but then like seeing this now, I'm like, I think she was trying to warn her. Yeah. And then the other girl kept interrupting. Yeah. Yes. And maybe the other girl knew. I, I'm not sure, but I think... In some ways, this might be her being like, Sophie is toxic. Like, there's a reason she's not really welcome here. At least one of the times Sophie came and interrupted them. Yes. Sophie interrupted them a couple times because she interrupts with the bodies, bodies, bodies thing. And she interrupts. She walks in on them one time. Like, I think Jordan, despite her delivery and despite clearly the animosity she has for for Sophie I think she is ultimately mostly trying to do the right thing she it just gets out of hand and she ends up shooting people on accident but like you know I think she was trying to tell the truth yeah most of the night potentially yeah, I think that's fair but she also says like I went to a ton of therapy from being with Sophie because she was manipulative and emotionally abusive which we will find out probably true Oh, I think we already know it's true because we see her emotionally manipulate her at the very beginning of this movie. Well, um, she does it to B, not to Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll also see it kind of come back in the end. Oh, yeah. But then Sophie turns and is like, you hate Alice and you make fun of her podcast. And this is you text me about it or whatever. And this is where we get the whole Alice is like. Well, Jordan, you're not really poor. Your parents are professors, this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, so funny. And Jordan gets mad and shoots Alice in the leg, which causes everyone to kind of dogpile and go for the gun. But my favorite is Alice being like, ow, you're on my leg, my leg. She's just been shot. (laughs) I have never seen this actress in anything and I want to watch I everything see she's in now. Yeah, now. exactly. I want yeah, to see she's everything great. she's done up to this point. Like she is fucking chewing up the scenery and I'm here for every moment of it. I love it. She's very funny. It makes me really sad because they're like fumbling over the gun and she gets shot in the head. I don't know if it's on purpose. She gets purpose. shot through the neck. Well, into the head. But yeah, I mean, the neck yeah, yeah. is nothing if not the portal to the brain. It's the neck of the head. <laughs> it's the dick neck of your of head your dick. Of your head dick. Yeah, what? exactly. Have you guys heard of autobiography? <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, I once incorrectly said that happened in the Aliens episode. It was the Friday the 13th Part 7 episode. Yes, 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 yes. Shit, that was such a funny fucking episode. But anyway, so Alice is dead. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but. I, I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was accidental. Same. Yeah, because they then turn on Jordan because she has the gun. Yeah. Sophie tries to get the gun from her. She's kind of backing away. I would not have followed Jordan. No. But Sophie is like with her hands up following Jordan around the house who's walking backwards with the gun, right? Right. Like don't come any closer, don't come any closer. And they like walk upstairs. Like they're going to a whole different destination in the house in this like standoff setting. And I was like, why are you following the person with the gun? That's insane. Yeah. Well, and and B hides and Jordan eventually finds her and hides with her. Yeah. And she says, can you be honest with me? Did you kill Emma? And she's like, no. And did you? No. It's okay if you did it. It's okay. I just want to know. And she says, no. Did you kill David? And she's like, no. And she's like, well, you killed Greg. And she was like, I was trying to protect you. Yeah. And then she says, will you answer this honestly? Is what Jordan is saying true? Did you guys have sex in the car? And she's like, I would never. I love you. Okay. But we already know that B knows the underwear was in the car. Like, I think all of these questions are obviously she wants the answer to those questions. I think the question behind all of these questions is, did you kill Emma? And that Sophie answers yes to that by answering all these questions this way. And I think that is yes, pretty clear in the movie, but it's really cool because they're showing you something without using dialogue. And I love it. Yeah. I think, I think what B establishes in this scene is that Sophie lies to her. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. has no problem lying to her and doesn't struggle with it and just completely does. And at this point, she shrinks away from her and she's just like, I'm out. Like, and she runs from her. Well, and she goes and hides. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, Sophie's trying to find her. And now Sophie has gotten the gun from Jordan. So they have it. But now B is kind of like, I can't trust Sophie. So. Uh, she's trying to get them to stay together. She walks out onto the kind of where the banister is calling for her. B doubles back down through the other staircase and goes back to Emma's body and up those stairs. But Jordan basically pops out of a room, tries to tackle Sophie. They fight. B comes from behind because she took that other staircase and manages to throw her over the banister definitely breaking her neck and back yeah but she lives long enough to just say to fire up a couple shots into the air and say check the texts yeah i think it says check the texts first and then start shooting uh and of course then just dies because she's broken every right. bone in her neck oh my goodness yes yeah uh so at this point b takes off sophie tries to find her B hides for the rest of the night until the sun comes up. Yeah, that's the best decision to make. Best decision to make. She goes back through the house. She sees Emma's body. She checks Alice's body. We sort of see most of the bodies, honestly. Yeah, we kind of review where everyone is. This is where I thought, like, David would have been at the guest house. He's like, hey, I was just fucking around. What happened? Wild night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because she finds his body outside. Uh, And as she's standing outside, Sophie comes from behind to hug her, and she has the gun, which... Why would Sophie need the gun right. if it's just the two of them left? Right, right. But man, the way they reveal that hug and her, the way she sort of initially recoils and at it. And they pan down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And she says, 
I have to tell you something. I did coke and talked to Emma and I gave her pills and she tripped and fell and it's my fault, but I didn't think anyone would believe me. Yeah. And this is where we kind of pan down and see the gun. B takes the gun, hold like holds her at gunpoint and is like, give me your phone and let me see the texts. And she won't do it. She throws the phone. They mud wrestle to try and get it. They end up in the pool. They get out of the pool. She grabs for the phone thinking it is Sophie's phone, but it turns out it's Pete Davidson's phone. Right. They hold it up to his face. I, I love that they went over there and like opened his eyes so they could use the <laughs> yes. face and they closed his eyes. I thought that was so fucking funny. And his phone opens uh-huh. and he was making a TikTok trying to open the champagne with a sword sword to the board in the house that I'm in the house board song, which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, and he can't do it. He tries to open it back towards his face and accidentally slits his own throat. Cause he's an idiot. Cause he's an idiot. So now we know no one killed David. Everyone has killed each other for no reason. Who should walk in but Max? And he's like, what happened? And as he asks, what the fuck happened? The power <laughs> yeah. and the fountains in the pool and everything come back on and their cell phones ping with like a million messages. Yeah. And B just goes, I have reception. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I do like this movie. I I, I thought found it very, very funny, especially on, on multiple watches where you can kind of see some of the other stuff going on. I think I actually might watch this again because I don't think the scary parts that got me this time would get me the next time I saw it because I know they were coming. Yeah. And it's not super jump scary like a lot of scary movies are. And this movie is super funny. It's very funny. I think it's really well done too. I think it's great. It's really well ri- written as well. Yeah, I think it's well made. I love the aesthetic. I just I just not I'm not a huge fan of nihilistic stuff, especially with annoying kids. I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. Well, hit it with your fun facts. Bodies, fun facts. facts. Uh, (laughs) So Lee Pace actually practiced sabering the champagne bottle at home using Thranduil's sword from his time in the Hobbit movie. Oh, that's awesome. So as I mentioned, there's not a ton of fun facts, but one that I really liked is Amanda Stenberg, who plays Sophie, messaged a New York Times film critic after that critic called the movie, quote, a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. And in her message, (laughs) she said, your review was great. Maybe if you'd gotten your eyes off my tits, you could have watched the movie, which is the perfect comeback, I think. That is amazing. Wow. That's kind of crazy. I'm going to say, great cleavage. Good job. Good for all of you. What character was this? I'm so sorry. Sophie. I honestly didn't notice that. At all. Yeah. It was not, it did not stick out to me. Although I I feel like all of the women in this are beautiful women. Yeah. Great. Good for them. But I do think it's very funny for somebody to like kind of leave a sassy review like that and for her to be like, cool, well, if you'd paid attention. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. I mean, that makes me like the actress way more. Although I, I like her in this movie. She's good. But it seems like she'd be an, a funny person. Yeah. She's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. Sure. So this script was originally written uh, by Kristen Rupanian, uh, who wrote Cat Person. And it doesn't really resemble the final cut of the film, that original script. Um, the names are the same. It takes place during a snowstorm rather than a hurricane. Oh. But it doesn't have any of the social satire of this movie, which this movie has a lot of. Um, and it was written as a traditional slasher movie, 
with Alice being the killer. Okay. So the character of Alice was killing everybody. Like I would love to see her unhinged reasoning behind why right? she killed everyone. But I want like <laughs> yeah. this version of Alice killing people. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, so the script was heavily rewritten by uh, Sarah DeLappy, who is this credited screenwriter for the film, but there is a story by credit for Kristen Rupanian. So essentially, Sarah is responsible for all of the social commentary that ends up in this movie, um, but also the fact that there is no killer, which... <laughs> I do love a movie that proceeds as a slasher for the entire film and then turns out there is no killer. I do find that very, very funny still. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and just in case you're wondering, the body count for this movie is five. Right. So it's technically bodies, 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 bodies. Yeah. Bodies, 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 bodies. <laughs> and those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came out in 2022, and I could not find a budget for it anywhere. So oh. I And I don't remember because I know I know it came out streaming, but I thought it maybe also got a release. It did. It? Yeah, it did. we're going to talk about it yeah. because it does get a theatrical release, although not a huge one. So it premiered on August 5th, 2022. It was 15th in the theaters wow. that weekend. Um, it was beat by the number one movie that week was Bullet Train. Number two was DC League of Super Pets. Number three was Nope. Number four was Thor Love and Thunder. And number five was Minions The Rise of Gru. There were 10 other movies and then Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It was only in six theaters, though. So the fact that it was only oh. in six theaters, but it's still in 15th place, I think is really good. There was a lot of buzz about this when it came out yeah so like i remember and and we even talked about doing it at the time we did i think the only reason we didn't is because we did nope instead because it was new release month and we wanted to get nope in i think we made the right call but yeah. anyway so what do you think it made in its opening weekend where it was only in six theaters like the 14th place movie was in almost 500 theaters and it's close to that as far as how much it made. $10,000. Okay. No, I'm going to say 600000 Okay. I think technically Mikey's closer, but I appreciate what? your guess. Okay. It was $226,600. Okay. Uh, but the 14th place movie was in 500 theaters more or less and only made $345,000. was it? It was another A24 film, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh. Uh, yeah. Academy Award nominated. But I can see why it wouldn't do well in theaters because the name is hard to say. Marcel the Shell is an indie film. I mean, it came out. It, it was it was like at the Bell Court only. Again, but I would time. put this in the indie film lane too as well. Yeah, but indie horror is a little different than like yeah. it is. Other indie films. Yeah, I mean, and fair. I do think this really hit big on streaming. So even though it may have started indie, I think it goes mainstream. Personally, I mean yeah. that's fair. It does definitely get a wider release in its second week. It was it went from being in only six theaters to one thousand two hundred and ninety. That's pretty good. Yeah, it moved up to eighth that week. So I think it did. I mean, it did do way better uh, that week. It was still beat by Bullet Train. Top Gun Maverick was in its 12th week and number two that week. I watched Top Gun Maverick on the plane back from Germany <laughs> and I had resisted seeing that movie in theaters because I don't have any particular affection for the original mm -hmm. Top Gun. And I'm here to tell you that Top Gun Maverick kind of slaps. It's good. It's yeah. a very tight 90 minute action film. Yeah, it's good. Uh, anyway, so it was eighth that week. It brought in $3.1 million the next, you know, it's second weekend out it was then in theaters 
theaters for a total of nine weeks. So how much do you think it made in its theatrical run domestically? Eight million. Okay. I'm going to go 12 million. Page or closer. It's $11.4 million domestically. Internationally, it made $2 million for a total of $13.5 million at the box office. Um, it then goes on to make a little over 400000 in DVD and Blu-ray sales. And it also was on streaming. And I unfortunately, they don't release how much they pay for movies when they go to streaming. So I don't know how many millions of dollars they made for that. But this movie probably made money. I know we don't have the budget, but I would imagine that it is less than $13 million. I do think it's less than 13 yeah. Yeah, it's all one location. There's only eight actors total in it, you know, so it's like... They're handling all the lighting. Yeah. Remember? So your lighting budget is next to nothing. But anyway, that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you uh, want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale listeners, how scary we found the film today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Pay! One! Die! I'm not giving it two. I'm giving it a one. And that's our scary scale. All right. Yay. So this week, you all made us watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. What are you making us watch next week? Next week is a classic that I'm so excited that we get to bring to this podcast. It is Leprechaun in the Hood. Okay. I am stoked. Wait, I thought this. I thought there was like a sequel to Leprechaun before Leprechaun in the Hood. Do we need to watch there that? Is. Leprechaun in the Hood is a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> I did look this up to verify. Uh, so it's Leprechaun one, two, three, four, which is Leprechaun, Leprechaun two, Leprechaun three, Leprechaun four in space. What? They go to space? Yes. So Leprechaun in the hood is Lepre technically Leprechaun five, but it is a divergent story from the main storyline. Okay. And has its own sequel, Leprechaun back to the hood that oh occurs God. after. So we're okay. doing Leprechaun in the hood. And then- Eventually, we'll get through the rest of the leprechauns, but yes. So your homework is to revisit a Warwick Davis property. Oh, I, I should remind you now so you don't get emails. Warwick, apparently, even though that's not how it's spelled. So your homework for next week is to learn how to properly pronounce Warwick Davis's name before having to record an episode on it and enjoy Leprechaun Tales from the Hood. In the Hood. Oh, wait. No. Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the in Hood. In the Hood. Okay. Wow. Correct. Right. Tales from the Hood is a different movie that is eligible for listener requests this month. Just saying. Okay. okay cool. That's why I converted them to the same movie in my mind, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, all right. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Samantha Ann 96. All right. Well, what does Samantha Ann 96 have to say? I almost fell off my treadmill is the name of the review. Wait. She almost fell off the treadmill? Yeah. I absolutely love this podcast. I listen while I'm at the gym and it gets me through every workout. On the flip side... I was listening to the Poltergeist 2 episode and started laughing so hard that I tripped while I was running and almost smacked my head on the safety rail. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> okay. And be cautious of vigorous activity while listening. LOL. Love y'all. Five stars. This is why I think we should be the only podcast with the Surgeon General's warning. Yep. But thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And we accept no liable responsibility for people who get injured from laughing and doing things while laughing while listening to this podcast. Yeah, not our problem. Yeah, so sorry. Please be careful.
So guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including Tim. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up and they will continue after October, not on a daily schedule though. That's just too much for Katie to handle, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager has been just driving her crazy this week. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Well, she took a bunch of Coke. Oh, that's, that's never a good sign. It's not good. Hopefully it was Diet Coke and nothing too serious. Yeah. But Tia, you may want to look into what your teenager is doing. That Absolutely. aspartame will get you, though. <laughs> aspartame. Aspartame. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants us to watch some videos. So we're going to watch this video sent by Jonathan literally minutes before we started recording. Oh, it's Matt Bellisai. Well, all right. <laughs> I am here for this type of TikTok. I'll be honest with you, Paige. Oh, this is, I have a better version of this kind of shit. I have a guy that I watch that just ranks things, but it's whatever he chooses. So he'll be like ranking these bedspreads at anthropology on a scale from one to five or like what your binder says about you. And he just makes them up and they're amazing. (laughs) Or the girl that I think I've, uh, I've posted on Instagram before where she's like, are you in a good place and mentally stable or are you a Diet Coke girl? <laughs> I was just like, what's on your 2023 bingo card? Based on watching this TikTok, I do feel like I would 
really enjoy TikTok, but I also yes. don't have free time in my life, so I actively avoid ever getting on it. That's kind of the good thing about, well, it's the good and bad thing about TikTok, because TikTok can very easily be addicting and you end up on it longer than you intend to, but because all of the videos are so short, it's perfect for like the bathroom instead where you're just like yeah, instant yeah, yeah. like okay i'm i got through four of these or whatever and i'm leaving exactly well jonathan thank you so much for that awesome video we appreciate the love and support and we now return you to another well thought out and researched episode of the patreonicals <laughs> all right next episode page you have to do the whole thing as alice <laughs> yes okay we're in the giant santa maria donut spaceship in space mm, currently donut spaceships in natasha space. goes to karun and she says karun our home planet is in danger oh that's right because we left off with natasha revealing herself as the same species as right. karun and uh we gotta go save them or whatever and then um anthony the time master is crying and Dreskel comes over to him and was like, hey, I was a villain in this story for a bit. And then I lost all my special powers. And so now I just talk a lot. Do you want to talk <laughs> about it? And so Sophia, the time cop, came over and was like, what's my role in this plot? And they're like, let's talk about it. And Jennifer with the PH um, is being beat up by the Mun people with their with their. So like. Aaron, Libby, and Danielle are back turned into mun gray aliens with long fingers and are hitting Jennifer with a pH a bunch and poking her right. because she turned on them. So there's a lot of drama in Sounds like it. The Santa Maria Donut today. <laughs> Isaac and Dave are hanging out in the front of the ship and they're just like, We've been on this thing forever. Like, what is happening in the space? And then Karun is like, Everybody, can you help me find my people? They're in trouble. Uh, and Natasha won't tell them what's wrong. She's like, I just know they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, Bo Easy, the Florida man, he is on a spacewalk and like being dragged behind the ship. Kate is using her psychic powers to make the ship larger and better and kind of rearranging how it's all laid out. So she's like rebuilding the ship from inside the donut bubble with her mind. Yeah. And Amy's helping with design and stuff. Well, yeah, but she, and... she's a she's a, an astronaut, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is come back around to help be helpful again. Yeah. This is her. This is her realm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Allie the mermaid is like <laughs> spacewalking with her flippers or whatever. Well, yeah, because it's weightless so she can like fin her yeah. way around. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So she's she's doing her best now and she's like really helpful. So they're really trying to make the spaceship really nice. I have found Allie to be very helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nathan, the professional wrestler. He's like, hey, I haven't really talked much, but I, I think we should have a smaller ship. To go on missions sometimes when we need to. Uh, Shining Donut, whose face is like on a little port at the bridge, is like, I don't know how comfortable I feel being in the spaceship. And they're like, <laughs> just act like the ship's computer for a while. Set a course um, <laughs> this way. Shining Donut just slowly becomes like Jarvis or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, affirmative. But really in the back, his face moves over to Jeremy with the laser eyes. He's like, hey, we're going that way. They said turn on your lasers or whatever. So he just looks out the window, turns the lasers on, the ship starts going. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to do like he, he plays along and does the affirmative. And then with his big face, he like does a camera take like Jim from The Office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that too. <laughs> sure, that's a funnier way. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Thanks, ship," and he's like, "Okay, affirmative okay. or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> and then Boezy's being dragged behind the ship. 
Cody, the pawn shop, he set up like an in shop. He's he he really likes capitalism and selling stuff. So he's selling like space food on his little like like good space food and his little he's got like the canteen set up here. So he's doing all that. Uh, Lauren, the cave person, has been knocked unconscious. What? Oh, no. That's right. Mr. Ragebomb, who is the power supply, is just sitting in his like little cube. It's like a glass cube. He it's himself like a is chair. not the power supply. He has to explode his explodey bits inside of this box that creates the power. But people have to make him angry, too. So Garotica steps up and just keeps slapping him in the face or whatever. Hell yeah. She's already sort of dressed in a dominatrixy type of vibe. Have you seen the heavy metal cartoons? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And she has a space pterodactyl. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Right. And Captain Bruder's like, come, Wolfric, we have a situation. And so they go and they find Lauren unconscious. And then, like, all of a sudden, another spaceship's off the off the bow. And they're like, it's Anthony, the magician. He's like, abracadabra, motherfuckers. I was evil the whole time. <laughs> I am a part of an ancient space race of magicians. And we are declared war on Karun's planet because they don't like magic. And then he speeds away and then the ship chases after him. And I, I honestly didn't see that coming, but largely because it was very bonkers and misdirection. Cause he's a magician. Uh-huh. I, well, when he uh-huh. said space magician, I assumed what Mikey wanted to say was Jedi, but was afraid that George Lucas's family would sue us. So no, no, no. It's just street magic in space. Oh, man, if the Jedis were just like close-up street magicians, they would not have been nearly as impactful in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Emperor Palpatine is making your life shit, but is this your card? <laughs> well, he made their freedoms disappear. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to find out next week if they actually make Karun's planet's people's rights disappear on another episode of The Patreonicals. Yeah. yeah, Mikey, what is the name of Karun's home planet? And should we come up with a really good one for next week? Yeah, that'll be next week's thing that I definitely will think of before we start this recording. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to cut that out, but now I'm not going to because that's a very funny, a very funny response. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be it for us, you guys, on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Let the bodies hit the floor, 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 floor nerds. nerds. <laughs>